Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode. And is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Wrestling fans, and welcome back to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Glad to be with you here for another episode, number 68, here on this Monday, February 5th, 2018. I am Joe Miranda. This is Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy doody. How you doing, man? Uh, good. Fun no. with the Super Bowl with two teams that we don't like? That was great. Yeah. <laughs> so, folks, thank you so much for being back with us as we're here to not talk about the Super Bowl, but the retro wrestling. We're going to take you through some of our retro wrestling moments. It's a romp, as we call it, Quinn. It's a show about old wrestling. <laughs> it's a show about old wrestling. That's right. And this is our vantage point. We want to hear your some ways you can accomplish that is if you reach us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can do the normal Twitter type things. You can also email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com. That is ovppodcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, there is a place that has really been heating up in terms of the membership yeah, lately. It's like, it's like NBA Jam. It's heating up <laughs> over there. It's called the uh, Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast Group. Yes, Facebook groups. Yes, How do you find Facebook, it? Facebook, sorry. Facebook. You go to facebook.face <laughs> and over there... You go in the search bar. Yep. You search for our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast and the search. Hit the search button. Then it will pop up the group. You hit join. Yep. And then you're in. You all you got to do is just send it in, and we approve. We just approve in like seconds. You know, on this group, we've tried to differentiate ourselves from other wrestling discussion venues where people kind of just you know complain about everything. We want you to complain about the old stuff. Yeah. And we want you to tell us the happy things about the old stuff. It's a very positive group, and we don't discriminate. If you know everything, because there's certainly people that know more than we do, we love that. If you yeah. don't know anything, and you're like, oh, I liked Ivan Putsky when I was a kid. Right. And that's all you know? Fine. You know, Joseph. Yes, Michael. While we're talking about the boards. Yes. I don't mind talking about the new stuff. No, we don't either. However, you should probably bring it back to the old stuff, right? Like, I like to compare it, you know, sure. kind of thing. Like, that's fun. If it's something newsworthy, like, oh, the XFL is coming back. Well, that's, like, from, like, <laughs> right. 2001. So I think we can talk about that in all fairness. The Hall of... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Hall of Fame in March. We'll be doing our Hall of Fame bites. Right. And the Hall of Fame is great because it's new retro. Right. It's new retro. Raw 25 we talked about. Right. Because that's that was the new retro. Too. Another thing, Michael, that we should mention is we do have a Patreon. And there's some exclusive content there. Yes, over at patreon.com slash OVP podcast. What happens there? Every month, there's a live video review of 1982 WWF. That's right. Every the, month. The first of every month. Yeah, for three bucks, you get that. And if you pay the three bucks, you also get our commentaries every month or every week. Sorry. For two bucks a month with the commentaries, every single week, every Friday, you will get a commentary of Quinn and I talking over a match from the WWE Network. You need to check it out and find out how fun these things really are. Yeah, and we even give you the time stamp so that you can yes. turn on your WWE Network mm -hmm. and just you sync it, Joe counts you in, and oh, you're, yeah. you're good to go. There's a count in. Uh, we've done such luxurious matches like Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon that, Royal that Rumble stunk ass. <laughs> It was awful. Bret Diesel from Rumble 95. That, that was that very was the good. good version of That's that right. match. Yep, and That's... we did Hogan Undertaker most recently. Yes. That was very fun. Mm -hmm. Hogan Undertaker from Survivor Series 91. So you kind of never know 
know what you're going to get over on the commentaries feed. You never know. Uh, a couple of other things real quick here. You might be listening to us on SoundCloud if you happen to find us there. That is not the only place to listen to us. Quinn, where else can we be found? Well, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Yep. Google Play Music. Yep. Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Auto. Who cares? And then Blueberry. Yes, Blueberry. Yeah, yeah, all the all the places. And if you do use Apple Podcasts, iTunes, uh, please leave us a five-star review. We would really appreciate that. Yes, it's a good thing to do because then people know that we exist. Yeah, exactly. It looks like, oh, people actually listen to the show oh, and they, they re- like it. They review it every yeah. now and then. Mm-hmm. People like to see that on the uh, Apple Music yes, stages, they whatever it is, pod <laughs> stages. Pod stages. Yeah. And a couple other things. There's a couple of friends of the show, uh-huh. a couple of podcasts. There is the Wrestling Podcast about nothing that is hosted by independent wrestler the kingpin brian malonis and an independent wrestling referee who is currently on an extended hiatus and that is mean mike crockett and they have a unique perspective talking about wrestling old and new uh some ins and outs of the business from a fan perspective and from a perspective of two guys in the business so that is wpan the wrestling podcast about nothing and there's another one, Quinn. Yes. His name is Petey Winston. Yeah, Little Petey. Little Petey, the little brother of the show, and he hosts a great, lonely one-man show called Greetings from Allentown. That is GF Allentown. He's available on his own feed, and also the Pro Wrestling Only feed of the Place to Be Nation. This is true. That's true. And he does kind of like a hour and a half, hour 45-minute show where he reviews one specific episode of something from the retro wrestling. Yes. And if you've been following along this season and maybe seasons past, you know the last season we did a, an exhaustive, obviously, narrative yeah. of the pre-Hulkamania era until the purchase of WCW by WWF. Yep. And what happened as a consequence there, Quinn, is there's no more wrestling. That's it. There's That's all the wrestling. Um, <laughs> that's all there, there is. There was never any wrestling after 2002, I think. No, and nothing before like 1979 yeah, they, or something. They just turned it off. No, there was yeah. no more wrestling. So what we did is we did what any great entrepreneur would do. We started the game show. That's yes. right. It's another edition of Pop the Question where each week we have spun the wheel and it has landed on a question that you the listener has sent in and we would love to read all of your questions. We have a couple of more episodes of this season and after that we're going to be doing a special episode where we read every single question that we did not get to answer. But for now, Quinn, why don't you spin the wheel and let's see what we got. Well, it landed on a question from our friend Ruben Vasquez Jr. <laughs> Ruben, yes. old-time fan. Yes, uh, and it says, Could anybody else but the Iron Sheik be the transitional champ before dropping it to Hogan? Fucking bullshit! Brief background for those of you that might not know, Bob Backlund was a champion forever. Yeah, <laughs> in unfortunately. The, in the late 70s uh, to December of 1983. When he lost the title, he lost it to the Iron Sheik, who held it for a little less than a month. And the Iron Sheik lost it on January 23rd, 1984, the day Hulkamania was born. Right. The birth of Hogan Mania. Hulk Hogan, he dropped the big leg on him. He's now for the cover of the leg. One, two, he's got him. Sheik also had a boner. Yes, he did have a huge moment during that match. <laughs> the little it's very shaky. weird. A very weird thing to happen. So uh, on that merit alone, I yeah. don't think anybody else could be the transition. I, yeah, I'm just that bone. I'm glad no one else was, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But that aside, one of the reasons, before we get to, I guess, our speculations, uh, from what I've read anyway, that Backlund wanted it to be the Sheik, is he A, didn't want to directly face Hogan, and really, a face versus a face wasn't the way to well, do things back stupid. then. that would be stupid. Yeah. I mean, 
It's better to have a heel. It only worked once with Hogan and Warrior. It worked with Hogan and Warrior from San Martino to Morales. You know, uh, Ivan Koloff was a transitional. Right. From Morales back to San Martino, Stan Stasiak was a transitional. There was always a uh, some guy. A dumpy heel. (laughs) Some dumpy heel that was like, basically whoever the monster of the month landed on, it was like the question wheel on this show. Yes, exactly. It was like, uh, this guy is something we're doing right now (laughs) and we need to get the title off this guy. <laughs> like Stan Stasiak sucks. Yeah. It's just that he's a former world champion because circumstances. Yeah, it's just you win the time lottery. <laughs> like it's just you were there for that. Pretty much, uh, Quinn. Yeah. Pretty much. So anyway, we wound up being the Iron Sheik, and I know Backlund has said, or maybe this is a rumor, that he wanted to lose it to somebody with legitimate wrestling background. Fine. The Sheik was an Olympic wrestler. Right, right. For Iran. I mean, yeah, I have no problem with it being the Iron Sheik. However, it you know, there's probably other options, I would say, right? I would say there let's see, we're talking late eighty three, right? So who would be a good transitional heel? We have Piper's not just about there, but not yet. Is Big John Stud employed by them yet? I think he is. Because so- I would say like I feel like he's kind of that guy. Stud would be fine. Don Morocco? What about him? No. No, why not? He was a higher up on the card intercontinental champion around that time. Yeah, he never approached really that level ever. I I can't see him beating Bobby Backlund. What about the Iron Sheik, though? I mean, he was never really like a highly regarded thing. But he was hated with a passion. Because of the Iran controversy. So, like, hated. Like, that guy was so over as a heel, it was ridiculous. And who was his manager? Classy Freddie Blassie. Under the guise of the Ayatollah Blassie. Right, the Ayatollah one. (laughs) Which was so funny. The Ayatollah one. (laughs) Yeah, him. Classy Fred Blassie looking a bit like Yasser Arafat at this hour. You know what? I'm going to actually probably say the Sheik was the perfect transitional champion. I'm going to say no. I don't think anyone should have been. Could have been, yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, it could have. I think Sheik was a great transitional champion. The problem is, is in that time, there's nobody that meets that requirement. That's a really overheal that you won't damage by having him win and lose the title real quick. Was uh, Jesse the body employed yet? Because I know he's in no. and out of there. Because we haven't got there yet on our, our quest. We here. haven't. Yeah. We're still in, in mid-82 right now. Right. Jesse Ventura was back in AWA, if I'm not mistaken, right, in 83. Right. He came back in 84. Here's I the, think. I here, think. Okay, Joe. So here's yes. the thing. There's no rule necessarily that says that Hogan had to like immediately win the title like they could have waited like three or four months till they got more people they could have like it wasn't like a dire situation it wasn't but i think in a situation like that where you have this longtime champion bob Backlund, who had been right. the champion for technically for like six years or five years right right uh he lost it to antonio inoki but only in japan that didn't count right so in terms of the u.s viewer he was mm-hmm. champion forever and he's an old school champion but vince is ushering in a new era right i think it made sense in that case to look we got him just now like hot off the awa right surprise return now he's a big face let's strike while the iron is hot and get it right onto him after well, a month. all i'm saying is that you know they could have spent you know three months at the garden until they built up the talent pool yeah that would have worked too but who would have given been? it to somebody else john stud i guess if I, he's I there i really think like that as much as i hate john stud <laughs> like, you love he, him what are you talking about he's like kind of the only like big bad monster heel that you could have yeah they didn't have know. bundy yet yeah exactly like yeah. i would have gone morocco i really, really would have morocco. gone morocco yeah because yeah. it's believable but it doesn't have the same impact to me as the evil foreigner volkov do they have him yet yeah well the whole thing is that hulk hogan would become like mr america yes he did he actually was mr america in 2003 right he allegedly actually, uh, well, 
<laughs> we don't know if that's the truth. Didn't he say, like, I am not Hulk Hogan, brother? Do you know what Meltzer said about that? What? I, no, I was just asking. Like, did the dirt sheets expose if Mr. America was Hulk Hogan? I don't think they know. Uh, Dave yeah. knows, but he's, you have to pay to find out or something. Right. Like that. I'm not yeah, sure. Three not bucks sure. or something. Yeah, three bucks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, for that question, yeah, I think it's perfect that it was Iron Sheik. Yes, someone else could have done it. Yeah, I, I honestly, my my best guess is Big John Stud. Big John Stud, and I'm going to go Morocco. Yeah. So that's fair enough. So, folks, let us know who you think could have been, if anyone, the transitional champion between Backlund and Hogan in 1983 and 84. Quinn, let's do another question. One more. Why don't you give the wheel another spin? And it lands on another favorite of Pop the Question, AJ Smith. AJ Smith must have sent in like thousands of questions because he gets picked a lot. Flooded the the question wheel here. What Um, do we got, Michael? Outside of the WWF, what is your go-to wrestling promotion and time period? That's nice. Yeah, I mean, we are, if you're newer to the show, folks. Quinn and I are both, you know, our preference is WWF. That's not all that we like, despite popular belief. Why don't you go first then? Because actually, I want to know. Well, WCW from about 1996 to 98, I was a very big fan of it at the time. But do you go to it like now is what I, I mean. I would still watch yeah. it sometimes. Yeah, okay. Not as much. Honestly, recently, I haven't had much time to do anything except this show. Right, but right. in general, yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of 90s WCW. I also like to rewatch the earlier 90s WCW stuff sometimes. 93, 94, I've always liked. Okay. I liked, but I haven't watched a lot in a while, except with you, 94, 95, 96 ECW. I also am a very big fan sometimes of throwing on like random older shit. Like I used to watch world-class tapes as a kid right? that we had at the video store near my wow, house. I didn't know that. They, yeah. they had those at the video store? They had like two from like 86, 87 when they were going downhill. Did those have half foot in them? Yeah, they had half foot Kerry Von Eric. Yeah. They had Dingo Warrior Rick Rude. It was like that era of WCCW. Interesting. Well, okay. So you're saying all these. What is your like I think the question is your go to, right? Like your number two kind of essentially. It's WCW from the mid nineties. WCW Definitely. from the mid nineties. Yeah. Okay. And I'm gonna throw in a couple of mine like yeah, go just ahead. Um, I know you like other that, stuff too. Yeah. I really like um 85, 86, NWA, NWA like a yeah. lot, like 84, 85, 86. I like that too. That period is just great. I can watch Saturday night mm-hmm. at any point, like, or, you know, WCW, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The, the show. The show. Yeah. Like, I love Ric Flair's promos. Mm-hmm. They're it, it, awesome. It's just like co- comfort food for wrestling. It's just like, oh, here's some garbage matches, <laughs> and Ric Flair's going to make fun of somebody, and it's going to be really funny. Sure. And it doesn't matter which one you pick. That's all. That's They're the all best the part. Same. They're it's all like there. A, yeah. This loose format of and, like, you know, it's just this ongoing story mm-hmm. of Ric Flair and the Horseman. And to get my hand on Christian to put her in a little pink negligee. And I love the setting. It's a very intimate setting. Yeah, very intimate setting. Absolutely. It's very and good stuff. I think my other one, if I, there's two, really, actually. Mm-hmm. I really, really like um, ECW yep. in 94, 95, yeah, 96. I've been watching a lot of that yep. lately. It's very good. I still, it's Joe, fun. I don't even know if you caught it, because I know, you know, we live in the same house, mm-hmm. but, like, sometimes I go in the den at, like, really late hours when With everyone's, the- like, asleep, and I just watch ECW still. Like, like I did it, like, Ooh. last week. Do you like, have the blanket with you? Yes, of course. The blanket, you can find it on Facebook and, and any yeah. videos of us. It's a mustard-colored blanket that Quinn has. and it's, it's yellow. It's become a very famous blanket. It's on the, the most boards, famous yeah. blanket in wrestling, I would say. I would say so, too. In, I'm, I'm like the Linus, or what is he? Did he have the blanket? <laughs> yeah, Linus yeah. has the blanket. Like the Linus of professional wrestling. <laughs> After I gave you my blanket, my life has been a nightmare. 
like a hybrid of Linus and Vince Russo. <laughs> Bro, well, you are you are very Russo. Yeah, try me up about that blanket. So, what so, else besides ECW? Anything else? So, there's ECW, NWA, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm just a sucker for you know early nitros. Yeah, like I love That's that crap. Like it, it's like mid nineties WCW weird era because they're still like trying to be WWE 1992 Junior. Yeah, in a like, way. But at the same time, it's like things are changing. They're pushing the envelope. They're moving forward. Right. And it, I, I don't know. It's just, it's fun. I enjoy Ric Flair during that time a lot, too, because you know how much I like the NWA shows where yeah. he's doing. I actually get a kick out of like old, crazy Ric Flair with Mean Gene for some reason. Oh, like with the bowl cut. Yeah. It, it uh, just, it, it's so goofy. Like a sweatshirt or whatever he has. You know what I mean? It, to me, it's like a renaissance because that Flair was subdued for a couple years. Yes, it was. That's and, like, true. And it's like, oh, this is like NWA, like mid 80s Flair. Like, this is the one I like who just says, oh, just completely batshit crazy stuff. Yeah, he's just old and like nutty. Yeah. Mean! Woo! My God! Gene! So those are like those eras, but honestly, out of those three personally, right now, I think it's more of a, a now thing. Yeah. I really just, my go-to right now is ECW. I yeah, really, really like because overall with the ECW, it's fun to watch that show week to week, especially when I ha- hadn't been able, I didn't have access to it, you know, other than the four o'clock in the morning. Oh, like God, you so never knew when find. it was going to be on. Sure. Now that it's on the network, yep. seeing it on a week to week basis, I'm like consistently stunned who the hell shows up in the undercard in that show. I'm like, this guy was even yeah, here. That's like, true. They I, would get weird guys sometimes. Yeah. So it's just super fun. And I think it has a bad connotation that it's just like all weapons all the time. It's not. There's yeah. a lot of wrestling on ECW. Yeah, There's it, a lot of regular wrestling. Yeah, there is a lot of regular wrestling, actually. It's just not what it got famous for. Right, that's not exactly. what made it stand out. Yeah. But it was still very much. It's a pretty much territory. like a normal. Yeah, it's like that's what I was going to say. It's like a normal territory with like hardcore matches, like more often yeah. than normal. You know, uh, one thing that I was never into, but in watching a little bit of it, is just Southern wrestling in general. Like, forget right. WCW, because that's like a more mainstream version. Yeah, but it's like, cleaned up Southern wrestling. Yeah. yeah, but you and I watching Continental, and even like a little bit of Smoky Mountain that we've checked out, it really ain't that bad. Yeah, I mean, Continental, oh, I checked I out a bunch it. of that, I love it. and that was fun. It's great. You know, the problem with it is it's like very, like... You have to watch every it's, episode. It's of Con- episodic. It, it's very episodic. Yeah. So it's like it's it, in ECW for to a certain effect is, but I think mm-hmm. ECW is more watchable than Continental. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I can give you that. Well, it's because it's the '90s version yeah. of telling that same story, right? But it's also a like it's almost like they learned from Continental yeah. and they like sped it up and <laughs> right. like you know what I mean? Sure. So Continental b- doesn't really benefit from being earlier yeah. in that case because it's like oh ECW is like the evolved form of it. Yeah, it pretty much is. Yeah. I mean, it's a spiritual successor in a right. lot of ways, right? Yeah. So that was a good question, actually. That's a little bit a uh, different path there than we would normally take in terms of talking about the old wrestling. I like that question, AJ. Yeah. Uh, folks, let us know what you like. What promotions do you like? What are your favorite time boards? What's your go-to? Maybe you're a really big fan of Smoky Mountain. I know we have people like that out there that really like the Southern stuff. Maybe you're a TNA fan. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, but let us know. You can do that by tweeting us. You can email us or just let us know on a Facebook group and keep submitting your questions because, like I said, we're going to be going through everything Every single one that did not get answered in a very special live video session. Yeah, it's almost like the uh, grand finale of Survivor Series 90. (laughs) Just let's hope it's not (laughs) shitty. (laughs) Let's take a break on that note. We'll be back right after this. 
OVP podcast will return after these brief messages. When worlds collide, Terry Funk and Double A Arn Anderson face Paul East, Dangerous Alliance of Sabu and beautiful Bobby Eaton. Non-stop, hardcore, wrestling action like never before, Superfly Jimmy Snuka faces Kevin Sullivan. C911 loses cool. The Singapore Caning Match. A brutal tag team elimination bout. And so much more. Order your copy now. When worlds collide. Ocho Ciento. Nueve, nueve, ocho. Ocho ECW. Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're listening to Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for joining us here for episode number 68 here on Monday, February 5th, 2018. Michael Quinn. Yes. It is time for Mount Rushmore and Death Valley, where each week, folks, we have put and will continue to put four of the best of something. It could be anything. On to Mount Rushmore, and for the worst, are going to go down into the desert of Death Valley. We have a great request this week from an old friend of the show. Very old friend. One Very of the, old friend. One of the OGs, I guess you would say. An OVP OG. Yeah. Mr. Justin Hand. Thank you, Justin, for this suggestion. It's been on the list forever. We finally just noticed it, I think. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, We're going to do it, and it is the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of... Attitude Era Wrestlers. Attitude Era Wrestlers. Quinn, what are we going to define as the Attitude Era here? So this is going to be a very hard cutoff. Okay. WrestleMania 14 okay. to WrestleMania 17. Perfect. The I love Attitude it. Era. That's fine with me. I mean, because there's a lot of things, folks, and we've talked about it plenty of times, that it really the seeds for the Attitude Era were planted in 1996. Right. And I think um, also we should say with this, yes. just because it's it's not like a wrestler's kind of one, it's more like a era kind of thing. It's an era-specific thing. That um, I think a tag team can take one spot because yes. tag teams, they, you know, there were a lot of popular tag teams. In You're the clearly era. talking about the new Midnight Express, right? Yeah, yeah them, <laughs> of course. Just to clarify the ground rules here, folks, and then you can play along and let us know. 1998, WrestleMania 14 to WrestleMania 17 in 2001. And it's WWF only because that's their era. Yes, we know that WCW existed as well. There was a parallel <laughs> yes. and ECW for that matter. But too. we're specifically doing the Attitude Era, the WWF mm-hmm. wrestlers. Quinn, why don't you give me one? I can't imagine who you might pick for number well, one. Um, this man was a uh, really popular wrestler. Buddy Landell. Yes, him. <laughs> no, um, and he was bald. Goldberg. Uh, and I, I Dana think, White. I think if you're talking about the Attitude Era, uh, yeah. this is the man. Who he, is that? He is the man. His name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, I've heard of him a few times. Yeah, yeah. He was pretty good. I mean, like literally, <laughs> no way around like, it. literally, he's the, the he's face, the Attitude Era. He's the face of the Attitude he Era. Absolutely right? like, is. You know what's weird too, though, about Austin? Just to to be fair, the Attitude Era in itself was so strong. That Austin went missing for almost all of the year 2000. Right. And it still was a great year of wrestling, but obviously without Steve Austin yeah. for that whole stretch, he was it's the not Hogan. the same. He's right. the Hogan of that now, era. Now, this is the interesting thing about Austin to me. Go ahead. Unlike in the Hogan era, where Hogan just dominated, like there was no, he had no true equal. Like the no, Macho Man really was didn't. there. The Warrior it, was the only one that really beat him. 
Yeah, but I just mean a popularity. Oh, like, sorry. Nobody touched him. Right? No way. No way. But interestingly enough, the Attitude Era was so strong for the full roster oh, that I feel the guy that would probably make number two was almost like as popular as Stone Cold Steve Austin, like almost like equal. And to some points, there were sometimes points, more, sometimes more. And that would be the rock. Right? That would be the rock. Yes. If you're going to talk Austin, you have to also talk the rock. That's the Hogan and Savage, I guess is the best analogy. Yeah, but it's more like the Hogan and Hogan. And Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, and what was cool about this folks is obviously Austin got his crown. He was crowned the champion at WrestleMania 14. Right. He then rewon it as the attitude Era closed. Also, which was cool at WrestleMania 17. Right. And he won it from The Rock. And those two are, you know, synonymous with the Attitude Era. They they are the glue that right. held the Attitude Era together. Austin started it and carried it throughout 1999 while The Rock was on the rise. Right. Austin goes down to injury. Well, finally gets his neck worked on in, in November of 99. But they had no problems because The yep. Rock was just as popular. Picked it right back up. It was up. ridiculous, really. I mean, like, I'd never seen anything like that where it was almost like a war for who was more popular. Yeah. Like, by 99. By I, 99, yes. Yeah, it was like, there was points when I would forget Austin existed because the like, rock was huge right. in, in 99 2000 right especially 2000 especially 2000 yeah but it's so fitting that it ended with austin versus rock the two big they're larger than life and and that's hard to say because there's other big names that i'm sure we're gonna get to right but for those two to really stand tall above everyone else man i mean steve austin like we said he was the he's the spark he was the guy that was needed to mm-hmm. kick this off and he had been doing that before 98 yeah he was the one that kicked it off in late 96 that brought a totally different tone and edge to everything nothing was like stone cold nothing. ever stone cold ain't gonna apologize for nothing because i'm gonna keep turning the heat on higher and higher the Rock, to a certain extent, was just another cocky character, but he just was so Turned electric on, yeah. on the mic. Was he the he most so, electrifying? Yes, he was the most electrifying, and he, he was so entertaining is really kind of the point. Yeah, and his in-ring work actually improved over the years, too. It just too. kept getting better, so it was like nobody was sad with that. You right. know what I mean? Like sure. It was like, oh, okay, cool. It's like he just keeps getting better. But the point of him wasn't his wrestling ability, The Rock. It was that mm-hmm. he was so damn charismatic and entertaining. Right. And with Austin... It was a it was a combo because Austin was also damn charismatic and entertaining and funny yeah. in like his weird way and the different vehicles and the bedpan and the yeah. pee in the pants. But also he introduced by necessity because of his neck injury what came to define the main event scene of the Attitude Era. A more era. brawly style, which had been kind of happening in the industry as a whole with yeah. ECW kind of starting it. Yep. It was that watered-down hardcore style, mm-hmm. right? It was the fans wanted to see them fight in the crowd yes. and hit each other with TVs. Being and less like, conventional. Yeah, exactly. Because right? it's like a lot of the people that watched in the Attitude Era mm-hmm. They were people that grew up with, you know, WWE ice cream bars and sure. Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. And, you know, Jake back Roberts. then, sure. not, no knock against it. It was just more conventional still. It was, Absolutely. They had not put um, a more hard-hitting style like that in Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And, and so the fans, by this point, these were their same fans. They hadn't left because it just kept getting better. Sure. And, um, and hordes of new fans came in right, as well. But they were older, mm-hmm. and they were like, well, we want, like, a more mature thing. So, sure. Really, that's kind of why Austin and The Rock were the perfect two. Just perfect. For the Attitude Era. And I would say they're easily one and two. I propose a back-to-back induction, starting yep. starting with Austin out of respect. Right. But I think there's a case to be made either way. Right. But Austin, to this day, when you think about late 90s WWF, 
it's Steve Austin to me. Yeah, that's who I think of, and then The Rock closely and once behind. Once you hit nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, it's it's Rock all the way. Yeah, like, so I think that's fair enough. Yeah, they kind of split the era as far as their peak popularity. Austin's ninety eight, ninety nine. Rock is two thousand to the into oh one. Yeah, and then he actually started to become more of a movie star in oh one, and he was right. less frequent. Everything changed after WrestleMania seventeen. It's really, really interesting. Did, yeah. But okay, so for number one, Steve Austin. For number two, The Rock. Back to back, I have to play the sound clip twice. It's the rules. That's Steve Austin. Here's The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta do it right, Quinn. Yeah. yeah. So I think it gets interesting here because, and this is kind of the effect of the Attitude Era, everyone is over. Yes. A lot. Not like a little. Yeah. So it's almost like anybody could occupy these Correct. two spots like it, it's very arguable i guess is, is that the word i did yes, i pronounce it, it correctly? is arguable because yeah. we've gotten to the point where we've eliminated the obvious right they're both on there right there's no way that austin and rock weren't gonna make it yeah so now we get into like well did these guys contribute to the era in such a way that they left an indelible mark on it right or did they did they come to define the era in their own right right and in that sense quinn i have a pick sure mick foley Yes, Mick Foley is a great pick. He defined the era in a weird way because, you know, in an era where everyone was hard hitting and stuff like that, he was. He was. But his character was soft on the inside. Yep. So here you got this softy, mm-hmm. but he's one of the craziest uh, guys, you know? He doesn't have an ear and he jumps awesome off cages and, mm-hmm. like, he's nuts. Yep. So it. it but at the same time, he's lovable. He's like a big teddy bear. Like, yeah. everyone loves him. Mick Foley was, his 98 and 99, and until early 2000, were so great and so varied. He starts off the attitude, we're doing WrestleMania 14, right? Right. Getting his ass kicked as Cactus Jack. Right. Then he becomes the heel dude love for mm-hmm. a couple of matches against Austin that, that were great. I mean, but nobody hated dude love. It was fun. It was, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. It was stupid. A goofy, like, yeah. Totally different than Cactus Jack. Right. Then he comes back as Mankind. Right. And we have the Hell in the Cell match. And then little by little, we get the new Mankind mm-hmm. by the end of the year. The goofy, lovable loser in the sweatpants and the Mr. Sacco. Yeah, that's what you have to remember. This isn't 97 Mankind. No, this right. This isn't 96 brown Mankind. Suit. This isn't brown suit this Mankind. Is, yeah, this is different. <laughs> this is this is the the Foley we're talking about here is the one with the, with the shirt, the white yes. shirt and the tie. The one that fights the Rocket Survivor Series 98. Yeah. The one that gets screwed, actually. The one that fights Triple H at Royal Rumble 2000. Well, he's Cactus Jack Right, there, but I mean, but like, it, I'm yes. just saying Mick Foley as a whole. Yes, and That's Foley was the guy that won the world title in one of everyone's favorite Raw moments, as we discussed right. a yeah. little bit back from The Rock, um, January 4th, 1999. Mm-hmm. The impossible dream. Right. Mick Foley, world champion. World champion! Yeah, big, fat, like, hairy, hairy not, doesn't, missing teeth, doesn't yeah. look very good. And he was so awesome at conveying emotion. And of course, you know, despite what you want to say about the the quality of the writing or whatever with Russo, the rock and sock shit was fun. Yeah, no, it was fine. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. It was um, great. It was just a goofy, fun time. Yep. Put your hand down. But the rock says this. Don't you ever. And the rock means ever. Steal the rock's phrases again. Here's the thing is yep. I don't think we can just like slap mankind nope, in there. And that's, that's the whole problem with this, this Rushmore, I think. So who do you have in mind then, Michael? Well, the first one I want to bring up is another obvious one, but I think the undertaker really came to yeah. his, um, he became 
his own thing. Yep, yep. Not just um, the generic die, 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 basically. Like it, <laughs> it was just more like very subtle character. He had like a problem with his brother. He had more of an attitude, literally. They kept the like, yeah, they kept the magic, but at the same time, like he's they, pissy. he's pissy. <laughs> he's got more of an attitude. There's not this like, there's not this zombie walk with an urn thing going on right. anymore by '98. It's it's like no, this guy's just a big hoss and he's gonna beat the shit out of people. Like, and he likes dead shit or yeah, something, he, right? He's into like the Grateful Dead or something. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know. Like he's into like goth. That yeah, maybe, he likes maybe he Cherry likes Garcia. Marilyn Manson. He might actually. I, I don't know. Beautiful people. But one of the best things about the Undertaker, my one of my favorite Undertakers, Quinn, uh, overall, and I think it's yours too, is that '98 Undertaker. Yeah, like WrestleMania 14 through that's the like end of the, the year. To me, that's the perfect balance. The one that main evented against Austin at SummerSlam. Right. And did this? Uh, sometimes I mistime this, but did um, American Badass happen in 2000? Yes, mid 2000. So then you had that part of it, and this is—I'm yes. not talking about Booker Red. None of that was in no, the Attitude no, no, Era. No. The, the good American, like a lot of people love that character, the American Badass. It was a drastic change. Exactly. Especially coming off Satan Taker and that's all that. That's the thing. Yeah. So that's the one point against Undertaker for this run. Is yeah. His 99 is absolute dog shit. It's really bad. It's real. His 98 is fantastic, but, and his 2000 is great. But does coming back as such a drastic thing with the biker, like, make up for it because if it, you th- in it the, might in the span of things satan takers like what six months <laughs> yeah give or take yeah, six it's eight not, months it's, it's not, not very long. long no it's really not yeah and the american badass was so fresh right and it fit the era perfectly they had hit peak taker in 98 right yes. and they hit like a fork in the road do we want to go crazy with the like supernatural crap which they did unfortunately so they try that first sucked where to stephanie <laughs> And they they realize like okay this isn't the way let's go with the more roughhouser thing right, right? and yep. then they switch his character so it's kind of like we got both ends yeah like we got to see like what happens if you go down the I'm Mr Magic Zombie Man <laughs> and 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 is like ah we don't really like that it's like well what if I'm like big biker dude like I'm just a right. big dude that beats the shit out of people and people are like we like that we like that and it was finally like something yeah. different with the undertaker right instead of more die 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 right that's literally that clip that we play for death valley is the rock making fun of satan taker right undertaker you come on down die 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 and all that stupid crap what's interesting about biker taker to me why it worked so <laughs> much taker, satan taker why did you know why it worked so much why it's because bikers always have like skulls and like yes. like they Eight have balls, that imagery of chains. like but I mean they have that like Undertaker esque yes, imagery. No, 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 I know, I know. And so like it's not a stretch right. to think that oh well you know the Undertaker on his off days he rides <laughs> a motorcycle. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> no, but it, I it know does. it's stupid, but it makes sense, right? Yep. I'm gonna throw another name out there to get a couple more. Yeah. I think we have a short list. I don't think there's gonna be tons of candidates, right? There's I think a, there's there's a there's a, good a, lot, a couple more here. So I'm going to give you another one, Quinn, sure. that epitomizes to me the Attitude Era, and you you alluded to it at the top of the segment here. But the New Age Outlaws, right? I love them. Yeah. I, I really think that they're they might have a spot. Like they're throughout the entire run. Yep, they are like consummate like yep. the t- go-to tag team yep. during the whole time. And they had formed um, you know, at the dawn of the Attitude Era shortly before WrestleMania 14, about six months before it. Right. And we all know the story, you know, two like pretty much jobbers that and were I think put together. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people like about them. That's too. what I always liked about it's them. It's not that they're not just, um, there's some like team that was always good. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? The whole point is that like they weren't even supposed to be good wrestlers, really. Right, yeah. It was like they were just so assholic and obnoxious and stole their victories and shaved Hawk's head and yep. threw people off the stage in a dumpster and did shit like that. Yeah. They weren't like supposed to be the best wrestlers. Yeah, and I like that aspect. What I don't like about their Attitude Era run, mm-hmm. the one thing that always pissed me off, and it's really not their fault, it's just that popular, more popular teams came in, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was almost like the demolition effect with them, right? They were yeah. like unceremoniously dumped. In early 2000. Like, in early 2000. They, it's just like the company was like, eh, we don't like you anymore. And it's like, I don't really feel the fans were done with them. The Dudleys, though, were the new hot shit by 2000. So right. it made and sense. And the Hardys. And the Hardys and Edge and Christian. Yeah. Now, none of those guys will probably make it, right? I mean, because they don't. No, near- because I feel like the Outlaws were, they were kind of like a face or like a, a signature aspect of yeah. the attitude era there yeah you know what i mean like yeah the, uh, the other three kind of went on to do other things they started outside. during the attitude era right but they don't epitomize it but the outlaws really epitomize it now are we only doing wrestlers or just figures in general from this period of time because see okay there's the, a couple more i mean i know you're gonna want to bring up vince mcmahon right i i would but there's someone else too okay sable I hate to say it, but she <sighs> is the Attitude Era for the, right. on the female end of things. And I don't like her, and I think we've made what that very Trish? clear. She, she didn't come into her own. She, to me, is, is fair, Quinn. Yeah. She started in like early 2000. In 2000, She's yeah. similar to the Edge and Christian and the Hardys. Okay, that you like, they're like part of the ruthless aggression or something <laughs> Unfortunately, like that, yeah. But Sable was pretty much all Attitude Era for the most part, and she right. was only there for you know a year-ish of the time period we're talking about. But holy shit, was she a big deal. She She's was. worth mention, at least. She was in Playboy. She was in Playboy. That's good. She was a big fucking deal. She has no talent, and she got away with just looking. I can't put her on. The though, way I'm not putting her on. Yeah, I Fuck mean, it. it's just, it's whatever. Like, it was popular for yeah. a time. Another person, too, is, um, I kind of don't want to put Vince on because I consider him more a character and not, not a, wrestler. a wrestler. Fine. So for the record. Yeah. If you ask us why we didn't put Vince on, it's because he wasn't a full-time wrestler. Yeah, he was. He's fine. Like, I'm he's not the saying, best. One of the best characters of the Attitude literally Era. Literally one of the best. There's no way around that. Yeah. And but one it, of the best characters it, ever. It's not like he was wrestling day to day. No. I mean, he didn't really wrestle much at all. He wrestled like three times <laughs> <Yeah>. or something. <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah. Uh, great match against Shane at WrestleMania 17. That mm-hmm. was really fun. Okay. So, we got that out of the way. What's another wrestler pick? Okay, so what about Kane? Yeah. Uh, Kane was... Whew. This is this is Kane's best period. Absolutely. Like, from, like 90 to 01, almost like exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like he is <laughs> yep. the best thing. Absolutely like, he is right. so good. He is he's so good. He's good in the ring. He's yeah. Good. He's good like, as an know, opposing as character. character yeah, right? like, he's fresh. He's young. They even did interesting stuff where he didn't have Paul Bear, and like it's like he's trying to get out on his own, you yep. know. Like it, it was just he was a fun character to watch week to week. Loved his team with X Pac, yeah. That little big man, little man team in '99. Yeah, that, that was good. That was great. And then he had Tori as a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it was stupid, know, but it was, it was fun fine. to see Kane with a girlfriend. Like, how does that work, right? And it wasn't Katie Vick too, yeah. so that's good. Uh, yeah, no, Kane's up there too, and I have to bring him up. Triple H. I mean, he was a big deal. Um, yeah. 2000, Quinn. Yeah. I, 2000 is a standout year for Triple H. <sighs> you know, it's just, it's the whole, everyone gets behind this guy. Like, I just. I don't understand. I, I know we have some listeners that don't like him at all. It's not even not just to not like, it's just. Tony Chiricetti. It's just. For example. It's just, I enjoy his some of his work. 2000, though, man. It, I enjoy his 2000. Yeah. It's just, I don't appreciate the whole, like, 
everyone put him over thing. It's like oh, we're, we're talking Foley. about people who, you know, we're talking yeah. about people who had to put him over mm-hmm. like they're the real people who deserve to be on this list. Like Foley. Yeah. For example, and yeah. It's and um The Rock. And The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what about Kurt Angle or is he kind of like started there but um, the real legacy Kurt Angle is like the mid 2000s, right? right? Bald Angle, Bald Angle, Post which started in 02 with Edge, correct? So, so disqualify him because he, uh, he was yeah. okay in 2001, I mean, but standout talent. Standout with him, I think you know Jericho was a very popular, same type of thing. Was a very popular talent. Um, same thing though. Yeah, he didn't win the title too. Yeah. Him, and, him and Angle, like, literally after the era was over, it's like they got their time. There's no more Austin. There's no more Rock, really. And all of a sudden, those two kind of were like, yep. okay, like Jericho and Angle, they're really popular. Yep. And Lord Voldemort Lord came into his own also. Yeah. Stuff like that. And um, Eddie Guerrero as Eddie well. Guerrero. So all those guys came in then, but they didn't... They um, didn't really do it yet. They're not the Attitude They're era. not. They just yeah. started them, but they don't, they don't define the Attitude Era. And I right. think that's part of... We're not talking about best wrestlers in terms of wrestling quality. This is like overall picture here. What do you think of when yeah. you think of the Attitude Era? And I guess yeah. Mankind would probably uh, I think Mick he's Foley three. easily, I right? Think he's number three. He pulled the sock out of his pants and people loved it. I mean, come on. How do yeah, you get more over than that? Only in the Attitude Era can that ever work. Seriously. Right? I, I have no objection to putting and him also, in. We, you know, we didn't say he was a talker. One of the best talkers. One of the best on the mic during the period. He could be funny and he could be serious. And that's one of the things about the Attitude Era is that a lot of it was about the talking and the storylines. And people have, you know, you can hate that if you want. It's okay. Because the in-ring, for the most part, was not nearly as good as it used to be or would become. But the talking, the promos, Mankind belongs up there with Austin and Rock. Right. So for number three, Mick Foley in general, any persona. Right. All right. I am running out of real legit contenders. Just to recap who we have uh, yeah. hanging in the balance, like near the mountain, mm-hmm. Undertaker, yep. Outlaws, Triple H, Kane, and Triple H. Yeah. So, I mean, those are some pretty good names there. Yes. Do you have any other contenders? I really don't think I do that can match these guys. No, not really. I mean, yeah, if you don't have Sean and Brett there, obviously. So, and since Vince isn't a wrestler, we're no. Not, and Sable, we're not counting either. Did anyone, do you think, had a. A short run that was popular. Like, I know Rakishi did. He was like, very over yeah. briefly. Uh, uh, Al Snow had a weird period where he was really over. Yo, yeah, Al Snow. I mean, these are guys Shamrock. that I don't think would make it, but I feel like they're honorable mentions right. at this point. Like a Ken Shamrock had yeah. a pretty good run there. It's even weird unsung heroes like um, like Steve Blackman was always was fun. fun. Like, things like that. Sure. Like, you know, there was a lot of, like, Good players, as we good players, good player, good players, as yep, we would say, absolutely, like, um, guys that you know they're not going to make the mountain, but they're excellent, excellent attitude era mm-hmm. wrestlers. Um, overall, yep, I, I think out of the four that are still hanging in the balance, it's tough because Undertaker was was awesome for a lot of that run, yeah, but at the same time, because it's so short, that six months hurts him, yeah, but, and Triple H had the best two thousand, I think, anyone. Okay. Out of anyone. Let me let me say something about Triple H here, right? Yeah, go ahead. Really, he had one good year. This is I've a four-year period. Yeah, I've always he said that. He had one good year in his whole career. Yeah. This takes place during that era. Yeah, he um, was good in 98. He wasn't great, but he was still good. All I'm saying is, is at least The Undertaker mm-hmm. had a good 98. 
he, he had a bad six months in 99, and, he and then he came back as the biker, and everyone loved him. Up until, yeah, and then, then he remember, turned heel Remember later. at the very end of the uh, the Attitude Era, he beats the crap out of Triple H at WrestleMania mm-hmm. Triple H. 17. That's a great match, by the way. Very good. And it's also the end of the good Triple H, because he tears his quad shortly after, yeah. and that's the end of that run. Right. And Undertaker turns heel a little bit later. I think the Undertaker is kind of technically the stronger contender of the two. He did main event against Austin at SummerSlam 98. That says something. Right. Honestly. That the Undertaker was the guy. Yeah. Like, right? He, the Undertaker was always... He wasn't like a number two as more just like the always go to. It's like, well, if the feud Austin's running is not working right now, the Undertaker's always running in parallel as a right. main eventer. So it's like, well, Austin hasn't fought the Undertaker in a while. Let's right. have him fight him. The you only know? thing about that, though, Quinn, is that like the Undertaker obviously didn't define he wasn't defined by the attitude era and nor did he define it but he was a big player but the undertaker went on to wrestle until like now you know what i'm saying to me the undertaker is his most diverse in the attitude era i think the undertaker's character is most defined by the actions that happened in the attitude era okay that's fair he no no argument every pre that He's, He's just the generic yes, like Undertaker, yes. which nothing wrong with that. No, it's fun. You know, the majority of that run is boring as hell. He's fighting yes. big fat people and Kama. doing nothing. Right, Kamala, Kamala, yeah, stuff like that. That's a fair point. Like, he's much more one dimensional. And post that, he's more of a one year, once a match, once a year match guy because he's getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, there's and, and he has the MMA arrow, I guess. Yeah, for a period. Now but, he's just a hybrid of everything he's ever been. Right. Right. But a lot but a of, lot of that's because of this. Right, exactly. You're right. He although he's never been Satan Taker ever again. Thank God. Yeah. He's also the guy that threw Foley off the hell in the cell. Right. All right, well, let's play the elimination game here. Undertaker or Kane? Undertaker or Kane. Or Kane. No yeah. Kane. Sorry. Okay. So yeah, get Kane out of there. Okay. I like Kane. I think he's really good. He's very athletic. Yep. This is like all defenses of him. But he's not the all time like attitude era rushmore type guy. No. He's a great He's like your Talent. he's like your guy like scaling the mountain like he's very close like I'm serious like he's very good he's worthy that time to period. be climbing yeah absolutely yeah. I'm gonna go um, one step further here and ask you Undertaker or New Age Outlaws here's the thing you're down to these two because I think you're gonna eliminate Horse right Triple yes. Horse I think Horse is good for a year out of, out of the whole thing. Uh, but the tank went obviously that's what won the ratings of course war. the tank yes so is it really ridiculous. down to it's down to taker and the outlaws huh well okay so this is where i'm gonna my logic with this yeah the outlaws were like what was it like about 99 where they were like we don't like these people anymore and they just <laughs> yeah just became big losers yeah and they broke up and it was a yeah. whole thing they stayed yeah but the undertaker yeah. was 98 the six months in 99 was shit but the rest was fine. It was fine. The Undertaker for the majority of the period was awesome. Yeah. It's the, the best I ever liked too, The Undertaker. Man. I know. Like The Outlaws are up there. I mean, make a case for The Outlaws. Go ahead. The Outlaws were probably the, one of the most over presences on the show. Yes. They had obviously the best catchphrase and whole post pre-match mm-hmm. routine. They were great. In the ring, they were fine. It wasn't about the wrestling back then, folks. They were more about the chicken shit, get away with the wind kind As of heels, thing. Yeah. Hit people with stuff. And then <laughs> his faces, they did. They were okay. His faces, yeah. too. They pulled that off. Uh, they were a huge part of DX, obviously, which if you like that version of DX, not everyone does. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I guess, yeah, by 99, they're not really teaming together as much. Billy Gunn turns heel. Yeah. And by the time they are reformed in their heels, everyone's kind of tired of them, and the Dudleys just kick the shit out of them, and that's it. Right. I, I think, unfortunately, they get buried, really. I, yeah. I don't know 
why it, it always came off to me like they had too many tag teams kind of and, and they were just like Eh. It was an older era. They represented the old Attitude Era, and then the Edge and Christians and the Hardys and the Dudleys were coming in. Right. You know how we're talking about, well, Triple H had one good year? Mm-hmm. The Outlaws really only had 98. They really weren't that big a deal after 98. That's they, true. Billy Gunn was going for uh, the Intercontinental, but then he wound up winning the Hardcore and vice versa. Like, yeah. Road Dog became... It, Vince Russo went batshit in 99 and fucked up a lot of good things, and that was one of them. Yeah, the outlaws were, uh, you know, kind of a victim. Yeah, because they were, they were, they were very good, and they even in their weakest state by like two thousand or whatever. Yeah, early they could 2000. still go out there, and everyone's ladies and gentlemen, yep. boys and girls, like the whole crowd yeah. knows exactly what it is. Even and, uh, the other day at Raw twenty five, you yeah. know, people still know what that is. Right, exactly. But the Undertaker, uh, I, I would vouch for Triple H more, but I know I'm not going to win this, and I can't really argue against the Undertaker except for his horrible ninety nine. Yeah, but Triple H wasn't really that good in ninety nine either yeah His triple two- h honestly i don't even think he's that good in 98 other than he has okay. a ladder match with the rock and that or- made the rock look better than it yeah. made him look yeah that's what got the rock over triple h <laughs> could never get over by himself no he, he needed foley he needed the rock he needed a bunch of guys okay the undertaker the undertaker the undertaker is, was rocking and rolling he was like, he was he, good yeah he he was excellent i love SummerSlam 98 for the record yeah. it's a big feel big match main right. event type yeah. thing highway to hell mm-hmm. that's the attitude error to me when right. i think of the 90s attitude era it's fucking undertaker it's awesome it's a rock yeah mankind yeah those are your guys right there right <laughs> exactly the undertaker's always fighting mankind yeah undertaker sometimes Sometimes fighting Stone Cold, Kane's around. There's always there's commotion. Rock's beating the shit out of Foley. All the, these four guys, yeah, they the, were the they were the crisscrossing, intersecting storyline yeah. people. Like these, they were the four, <sighs> the big four. Okay, for yeah. number four, the Undertaker. Well, to recap for Donnie, we have Steve Austin, The Rock, Mankind. And The Undertaker. That's our Mount Rushmore of Attitude Era wrestlers. You can feel free to let us know yours. Quinn, why don't you chat me up about one of the worst? (laughs) Actually, here's something I can bring up. This is a big group of people. Okay. Right to censor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. What an annoying thing, huh? First of all, their music. Yeah, their music. Which I'm sure you'll put in like under this or something. It's horrible, as you can hear. Uh, Steven Richards. (laughs) Yeah. Steven, first of all. Steven. Everyone's name is proper. The Good Father. Oh, no. Yeah. The Good Father. Bull Buchanan, your favorite, right? Ugh. Anything with Bull Buchanan sucks. Now, what's your problem with Bull Buchanan? Because he's, he's pretty good. Stinky. I don't like, think he's that bad. Oh my god! Anytime he came out, I was just—I wanted to like go take a dump. Are you sure he was a pretty good wrestler? What are you talking about? Let he us was know, just folks. Generic. He's—he's he's fine. He's garbage. You're a little too harsh on Bull. I don't like him. All right, well, right to censor is really bad, but like, here's the thing. Right? Ivory. Yeah, Ivory. <laughs> I, that sucks. Wrestled that, in a dress. That whole thing was so, yeah, that whole thing was so upsetting yeah. and unnecessary. <laughs> Just like Vince being petty again because of the other freaking... The parents' council PTC, or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's what it was. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, that was really bad. Why don't I give you someone that was there for the whole Attitude Era? Okay. That was never good. And, and again, this is not the worst wrestler ever, but we're talking about a specific era, and this guy sucked. Like always, and acted like he was always so good. <laughs> Hardcore Holly. How about I could start with you right here and right now? No, it doesn't matter to me, Michael Cole, because I will break your ass in half, you little shithead. 
Oh yeah, hardcore Holly. Like what? What? What was with this guy? <laughs> okay, so I don't think he's like in the Attitude Era. That's like the best hardcore Holly you're yeah, ever gonna get. I guess get. you're to right. Be fair to be fair to hardcore Holly. You're like thinking of like 2008. Yeah, like when he's like Cody Rhodes, you're my boy, <laughs> and I'm gonna beat. I'm gonna beat the piss out of you till you're good or whatever the hell that was you remember that shit yeah all right that's the hardcore hall you don't like he's fine during this era because you know who carries him crash crash it's true and molly so we're gonna make a deal then I won't campaign for Hardcore Holly, and you will leave Bull Buchanan alone. Fine. Deal. But what about the right to censor as a whole? Because we said like fine. teams and That's stuff. Okay. Like, uh, are they worse than the oddities? Paulo yes. Silva, Quinn. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> Fucking Paulo Silva. However, the Carbon. oddities were at the very least over. Yeah. Like here's here's yeah, the thing true. about RTC over yeah. here, <laughs> as they called them. They did. Um. <laughs> They, nobody liked it wasn't like they were heels as in nobody liked them it, it was, was just like, annoying it was just like get off my yeah. tv like, we don't care what happens to like, you i remember turning like wcw was horrible during this era but i'd like the right to censor would actually make me change my channel like they were that annoying because it was like i don't want you to win i don't want you to lose i just don't even want to see you yes it was different than like i want you to get your ass kicked it's a shit gimmick yep it should have never existed yep it was terrible it was petty and you didn't like it. I just don't like it, <laughs> and and the end result is just like Ivory losing to China or something, and that's like don't the end started. of the. That's Ugh. kind of the end of it, isn't it? Yes, like it it's is. literally the last day of the Attitude Era, and it just no more right to censor, <laughs> and it ruined Valvinus's career in the oh, short term. Yeah, because he had to join that shit too. <laughs> Tell you what. Sure. What about Beaver Cleavage? I know it oh, gets yeah, brought we up. Always up. bring it's, up Beaver it's Cleavage. It's bad. <laughs> it's it's really, really bad. Yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> Even <laughs> it's mush. Now, okay. You know what we Rush! have? You know what we have to say here that we didn't say. What? Here's the thing about Beaver Cleavage that's in a you're weird, not going to get all philosophical odd, now, weird, are you? Odd defense of it. Well, you are Vince Russo. You didn't write it. It's very, uh, it's very of its time. Bro. Let's put it that way. Is it? It's it's bizarre. What time? Whose timeline? <laughs> it's, it's, what universe? It's very bizarre, like the British Bulldog. <laughs> um, it makes no sense. Yeah, but at the same time, it feels right at home what in the, the hell? attitude era no like, <laughs> get that out of here it's so weird it's very bad is one of this so first of all the name doesn't make sense who's the beaver cleavage if he's if he's, he's a beaver cleavage that's why is that his last name i but, hate this fucking angle <laughs> but wait joe yes the the beaver isn't it supposed to be like i know it's like you know, like a, like a vagina or whatever, right? Yes, you're like, correct, Michael. That's that is like a slang for idea, vagina, yes. right? Mm-hmm. However, it's supposed to be like that Ozzy and Harriet, and didn't his no? It's name, supposed to be Leave It to Beaver, Leave It to Beaver, whatever. <laughs> not, not Ozzy and Weren't Harriet they connected somehow. No! Like Ozzy and Harriet, the parents. I don't, I'm Ward and con- June. I'm so confused by it. I and you like, wrote it too. Yeah, I wrote it. I think it's the same thing, bro. Bro. <laughs> can we yeah. talk about hang on yeah go ahead can we talk about Dan Severn yes he is shit <laughs> now like, this is nothing against Dan Severn the man yeah or Dan Severn the UFC fighter mm-hmm. and I'm sure in a different era maybe he would have been utilized properly maybe however maybe, maybe right? he had no charisma so I don't know how you utilize him right exactly however 
in an era where we are talking about guys like Mankind and The Rock yeah. and Kane and Undertaker the, and like Austin the, and The Outlaws. He's like the opposite. He's a stern-looking man with a mustache that's <laughs> yeah. like milky. You know, like They should have just put him with Bradshaw in the new Blackjacks or whatever. <laughs> like, it could have been the same thing. <laughs> just replace Barry Windham. No one notices. <laughs> no one would notice. He's just like a little bigger. Yeah. Well... <laughs> So does he have any merit here? Because he just did not fit the Attitude Era. He wasn't over Jim Cornette with the belts and all that. The 1,000 belts and he's like running around him <sighs> or whatever. Yeah, he's just terrible. I, and he's so annoying. He is. Why Why is he there? That's yeah. my main thing. Here's the thing is like he should theoretically be like unbeatable. Right, yeah. But like the way he's presented, I just feel like Stone Cold could just hit the stunner on him in like two seconds and then just beat him. Probably did. Yeah, honestly, probably, that yeah. probably happened on maybe, a house show or something. Maybe, it probably I don't know. did. So that's the thing. It's not again. Not saying Dan Severn wouldn't be good. Yeah, and isn't talented or whatever the hell people might try to defend. It's just that why the fuck was he there in the Attitude Era? He doesn't fit. Like he fits more in like '97, maybe. Yeah, and if maybe. you want to go earlier, but yeah, '96. Like when Vince is trying shit, yeah. you know, but not '98, not '99. So you want to put him in as number one? Okay. All right. So for number one, Dan Severn. Die, die, die. It's unfortunate, but, you know, things happen. I'm the original beast. The original beast. I'm still going to keep Beaver Cleavage in the back of my mind. What about the British Bulldog? Ugh. Attitude Era version. Shit. Oh, my God. What a fall from grace. Right? Like, it's bad. That is really the bad. The jeans and all that. Wolf, the jeans the wolf, and the woof woof music, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I'm going to win the title at the six-pack challenge. And then he doesn't. And, and then, then he's sucks. never anything ever again. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was excited. I know, he came me back too. To, I was like, oh, shit, British Bulldog. Like, And he's got like an edge to him. And yeah. I, I was all pumped up. And, and then he, he just, heard the music. Woof woof. Yeah. He's got the high-tech boots on and the jeans. And his socks are like tucked uh, into his jeans. Felt bad for him. You yeah. know, Davey. Good old Davey. But honestly, they, they botched that. And he or he just didn't have it together. I don't know. Maybe both. I don't know what, was what happened there, but that was really bad. We, we can't count like Brockus, right? Because like no. he was there for like three seconds. He barely did enough. Like yeah. in order to be bad, you have to be there being bad. Right. Not so, like be there once, you know? Right. In my mind anyway, like Dan Severn was like a thing like over and over again. Like right. Dan the Severn and Cornette. What about the LOD in the Attitude Hour? They were bad. Oh, they were shit. I can, I can find worse though. Okay. What do you got? What about Naked Midian? <laughs> <laughs> That shit was terrible. Like, well, just Midian in general. Honestly, yeah. any iteration of Midian. Yeah. So that was Phineas oh, for people. Yeah, like, Phineas, who I guess is a chef now. Yeah. You know, Phineas, the guy, he's like supposed to be one of the nicest, Excellent. like everybody yeah. that ever worked with him is like, he is the best. No one hated him. Yeah. He, throughout his whole run, as right. Phineas, Midian, Naked Midian, whatever. <laughs> like, everyone loves him. Right. But as a performer, he's junk man like he's the guy in like wrestlemania 2000 you never pick like you're just like fucking midian like what uh, that's gonna go on dave van antorp's uh, mount rushmore of quotes uh, yeah. for this episode like seriously I i'm like, with you yeah because here's the thing right again compare it to what's going on in the rest of the attitude era it's hard for people to not care about something in the attitude era. right yeah honestly everyone was over right, right? who <laughs> wanted to see a midian match Ever, <laughs> never. Yeah, I. You know, I love you, Phineas, but I can't condone the Midian character. Yeah, sorry, like, Phineas. It's, it's terrible. For number two, 
Midian or Naked Midian. Die, die, die. Or Naked Midian. Yeah. The optional, like clothes or no clothes. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, so, wasn't the character actually called yes, Naked Midian? He actually was. You're right. No, that's real. <laughs> wasn't he on the Tron as <laughs> Naked <laughs> Midian? He was really called Naked Midian? <laughs> yeah. I'm about the Mean Street Posse. I love them, Joe. I All can't. Right. I can't. I'm not going to even open that They're box. They're so great. But I test. Yes, Test is one I wanted to bring up, actually. He had one good match and angle. He had and all it was the, the poten- Shane McMahon thing. He had all the potential in the world. The, yeah. He had the look. Yep. He was he had the size. Yep. He could wrestle decently. Yep. He got the push. He got the fucking Stephanie McMahon angle. Like he that's a big thing. Yeah. That was that was so much time involved. Yeah. In, there was the whole wedding. He was in a wedding. It like was, a, it was good too. He was in involved in all that. And then he was in TNA. And Triple H just like Nah, fuck you. Like, and basically, like, he never was good ever again. That's really he was in what that happened, tag yeah. team with Albert and TNA, like, yeah. yeah. What about Albert? You like Albert, I mean, don't you? He, he, first of all, I don't feel like he was like in enough of the okay. attitude. Well, I guess he was as yeah. Prince Albert, but <laughs> oh no, yeah, oh yeah, that was bad. Era, actually, Prince Albert, that version of him was. Or he was like, what like is this I have, shit? I have piercings or something. That's he what was, it was basically like a hairy headbanger. <laughs> Like, like, seriously. Yeah, he was kind of like him and Draws. Remember, they yeah. were like a whole stable. I think they had a remember Vic Grimes, but I think his name was like Key. Wow, this is some blast from oh, the past shit. I barely God, remember. Yeah, that. that was bad. It, yeah, awful error. Puke and all that. Draws. Fuck. Like seriously, Draws. Like okay, mind you, he like slipped on a banana peel no, or something and Dilo broke his Brown neck. Did. It's not. I, yeah, I don't know. Like no, nothing against. Here we him. go. I just never like liked it. What was wrong with Dross? It's a character that pukes, Joe. He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna, he's gonna puke! Why do I want to see that? I never... Because like, it's the 90s, Quinn. Yes, but like that's for the Nickelodeon crowd. And this is the attitude <laughs> is era. I don't even know if it's for the Nickelodeon crowd. It's slime it's of some kind. It's not for the C-SPAN cl- yeah. crowd, that's for sure. No, but... <sighs> puke? Puke. Not draws, and but they tried puke. to put him in the LOD. You remember that? Ooh. Was that ninety seven? Ninety eight. Okay, yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. oh, whoa, yeah. yeah. Remember, he was going to be like the newest member. Is it the new Hawk? Because yeah. Hawk like did the Titantron gimmick. Yeah, where he <laughs> tried to kill himself or whatever. Yeah. God, it's so bad, Quinn. Yeah, to even think about that. Puke was was bad, but is he? I don't know. Isn't one of the worst? Is he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what about Brian Christopher? Not the too cool. Not the too cool. Not the zoo crew. Not the yeah. zoo crew. Yeah. Not the hip hop hippo. Yeah. Brian Christopher is the like, <laughs> like stupid, like. Well, too much. Too, How about too much? Too much. Yeah. Not the too cool. Yeah. The too- <laughs> Everyone liked the too cool. But the too much from like 98, 99. They were. Brian Christopher shit. and Scott Taylor were horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. They were like weird. And like, I remember Brian. Their music sucked too. Well, <laughs> it was I, really bad. You don't like their music? It's horrible. It's okay. The too much music? The too much? Yeah. Stop. But I would say beaver cleavage as far as short term (laughs) horribleness. Come on, Quinn. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue. I just wanted to make sure because, like, beaver's been on other things before. So. Yeah, beaver does get on a lot of things. That's right. A lot of things get on the beaver as well. For number three, please, beaver cleavage. Thank you. Fine. Die, die, die. God. Delaying the inevitable here, Michael. (laughs) All right, so we got Severn, Midian, and Beaver. What is our number four, Michael? What about Viscera? Yeah, he wasn't good. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He wasn't really good until he was like 
pajamas and then yeah, Big Daddy the, Five. The one where he knocked Vivian off the thing or whatever, <laughs> and then he became Pajamas Viscera. Yep. But that was all later. Like right, right, right. the viscera during this time, it, it was, was like awful. he had like a raincoat on or something. I don't. I can never like understand what. Like what is he? He's big fat guy. Yeah, but he I mean, teamed up with Midian too. He looked like he belonged in the movie like New Jack City or what? Like you know, you know how that movie what a looks. Reference, yeah. yeah, like. Man, I look like stir fried shit. Man, no, that man, don't hook me up with some food, man. Come on, look, man. man. There's a line. You gotta wait. Wow. Was that what they impressive. were going for? No, that? I don't think they even thought it through. I think it's probably the only thing that fit him. <laughs> oh. He always has the worst ring attire. He if had there a was plastic a, bag on. Fucking B went from purple Mabel looking like Barney the Dinosaur to a plastic bag doing garbage bag commercials. What are you, Piper right now? <gasps> yeah. All right. So we have Viscera, Viscera in consideration, actually. Yeah, he's really bad, and he teamed up with Midian all the time, which <laughs> yeah. is not like a good thing, <laughs> it right? It doesn't make him better. Oh, man. Let's just call it what it is. When Viscera sucked, no one ever wanted to see Viscera. I'm not talking about Nelson Frazier, the wrestler. Yeah. Because he had fun periods here and there. Yeah. Mabel is, he is what he is. But the Viscera run yeah. from like 99, 2000. And the fact that he like disappeared into the darkness and then like came back randomly like as much Viscera. later. Yeah. Like, he was such a weird character. He was. I never liked Viscera. Is there I, anybody else in that whole like Satan Taker faction? Like <laughs> Gangrel. Gangrel. I love. Was, I love fun. Gangrel. Edge and Christian. I think might have been involved there. Their vamp. The vampire version. Yeah, of the them. vampire version. Boss Man. But he's fun. I love Boss Man. He has his own like yeah. comedic shit that he did. Yeah. There, there, was there any? I mean, like mystical people. Like during, mystical. No, I don't like, think so. You know, like that were in the Ministry of Darkness. No, no, I don't think so. I think that's about as mystical as it got, but Viscera was just <laughs> awful. Yeah. Now, folks, we might be forgetting someone. Yeah. So you obviously let us know. Facebook, Twitter, email. Let us know who we're forgetting. I am not going to object this present time here on February 5th, 2018 mm-hmm. to putting in Viscera as number four. Okay. Other than maybe like Brian Christopher, <laughs> I would love to put like him that. in. But he was like his his other part of the Attitude Era with right. the Too Cool was if we're fun. Fair, we can't. Yeah. The Too Cool was great. The Too Cool, yeah. All right. Anybody it's, in the Job Squad? Yeah, all of them. But Al Snow's fine. Scorpio. Yeah, he was Bob stunk. Holly again he keeps coming back to Bob <laughs> Holly. He was only good for like never. I mean, he was. <laughs> It's like never good. What are you talking about? The be- if that's the best he got, then he really sucked overall. Poor Holly was so over for a period, like a, a short period. A very short period. I can't say he wasn't, though. These so are people that are never over. <sighs> Nobody gave a fuck about Viscera. I'm sorry. You just summed it up. I love Viscera, you it but up, I personally like him because he's just ridiculous. An, but he was like, a nice guy in yeah, real life. Yeah. All right. Yeah. For number four, Viscera. Die, die, die. And that is our Death Valley of Attitude Our Wrestlers. To recap for Donnie, we have Dan the Beast Severn. We have Naked or Clothed Minion. Mm-hmm. Beaver Cleavage, because I was not letting that one off the hook, Quinn. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Viscera, let us know yours. Let us know what you think. But Quinn, when we come back, we are reviewing something. And believe it or not, folks, it's something that's pretty damn good. Back after this. Attitude. Get a whole box of Attitude with the WWF 4 video box set. Now released for direct sale to the public. This is the hottest WWF 4 video collector set ever. Unforgiven with the first ever Inferno match. Over the Edge, the most controversial match of the year. 
fully loaded with the exclusive backstage footage. And SummerSlam's Highway to Hell, the biggest event of the summer. 12 packed hours of WWF event action for the incredible price of just $59.99. To order, get on the phone now and call toll-free. But wait, there's more. Call right now and you'll get a signature rock hat straight from the rock man himself, absolutely free. Call now, 1-800-224-4221. Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to Revenge Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, episode number 68. Quinn, we are reviewing something. Yeah, we are. This is good. This is a good thing. No bones about it. Yeah. This was fun. Yeah. Now, folks, um, several episodes back, we did the main event from February of 1988, which was the WWF's first foray into being on primetime television on NBC on a Friday night. Network television, Network more importantly. Network television, yeah. that's right, Quinn. Uh, it was kind of a successor or a sequel of sorts, a sister show of Saturday night's main event. Right, and it's grouped within there on the WWE Network. If yes, you're looking is. for this, you want to watch it? Yep. And on that show, and a network audience saw this, the largest crowd to ever watch wrestling, believe mm-hmm. it or not, television the audience. One. Yes. In 1988, Hulk Hogan, the face of the golden era, Lost the world title for the first time via, you know, dubious circumstances to Andre the Giant, who immediately gave it to Ted DiBiase. And the whole thing was wonderful. It played out like a comic book. Yeah, it was great. Larger than life. Even the, like, undercards fine and all that. Like Randy Savage beat Honky Tonk Man by disqualification, but more importantly, he defended the honor of Elizabeth. Right. It was great. Great moment. And we're, Strike Force gets cut off by the Heart <laughs> Foundation. Yeah. It's a fantastic Which is great. show. Because who, who wants to see that, honestly, yeah. after all that? Yeah. So a year later, on February 3rd, 1989, mm-hmm. the WWF is still flying high. Now we have world champion Randy Savage. Right. And we're coming up to WrestleMania 5, and we need a storyline for that. We definitely do. And something's been brewing this whole time since Randy Savage won the world title in WrestleMania 4, maybe even earlier since Hulk Hogan came to his aid in October of 87. Right. What we have now is Hulk Hogan is still very much involved in the World Wrestling Federation, and he is a friend of Randy Savage. Not even just friends. They're a tag team. They're the Mega Powers. They're the Mega Powers. And here, something very interesting happens to the Mega Powers. On February 3rd, 1989, we have the main event to NBC primetime. You got to keep in mind, folks, when you go through something like this, This is not just for the wrestling fan, okay? The people that care about the holds and the moves and the matches. Match. Exactly. The star ratings. Mm -hmm. This is for your six-year-old kid and your 60-year-old guy. Right. This is for everybody. They're not going to buy pay-per-view. They're just going to turn on their tube, and it's the 80s. Like, not everyone has cable. (laughs) Yeah, but everyone has NBC. Right. With your freaking antenna, if nothing else. You you can watch this, and it's not, like, on late or anything. Nope. Grandma can watch it. (laughs) Grandma. Little Billy. Little Billy. Little Timmy. Billy's cousin. Your 20-year-old college-aged, you know. Dickhead. (laughs) Your older brother can come (laughs) back home. And punch you and then watch yeah. this and fart on your head. Get out of here, butthead. We're watching the wrestling. You know? So that's what's going on here. And obviously the hope is, well, maybe at least a small portion of these people will now become long-term wrestling fans. Right. That's the whole thing. But you got millions and millions of people watching. What does Vince McMahon present for the second time? Let's find out. We start, folks, 
with like what I would call the newspaper intro. Quinn, this is a great intro because Vince is like, oh my god, rhyming everything like a lot of alliteration. Yeah, the Twin Towers versus the Mega Powers. It all started in the golden days of summer when the madness joined the menu to mark the first triumph of the Mega Powers. And it's ridiculous, actually. Over the top in the best possible I mean, way. And it couldn't get any more comic booky. Like literally a like newspaper like spinning <laughs> yeah, it's like into the, the Daily frame. Planet, right? Yeah, like the Daily Planet <laughs> or like Superman's gonna yeah. come or I, uh, and Vince is like the big bully boss man is gonna <laughs> use his billy club to, to book him or something. It's like it's ridiculous. Uh, like it's you know really what I mean? Funny. Yeah, you're right. Heroic Hulk Hogan, you know yeah. all this, uh, yeah. that the renowned Randy Savage. Yeah. We're paraphrasing. But yeah. anyway, we recap Hogan touching Liz's butt among other things. See boss man attacking Hogan at the Brother Love show. Chat me up about what happened now when Boss Man attack Hogan two times. By the way, the screen transitions during this, there's like one where like Brother Love's like finger is in the air and he yeah. like swipes across the screen. Now his finger is in Conrad's, and then Bossman attacks Hogan. And then at the Survivor Series, it happens again, and he cuffs up Liz later on until Savage makes a save. This is all in the recap. Like we said, Vince is ridiculously awesome here. Stunned by the brutal Bossman, and blinded by the Sly Slickster, the Hulkster barely survived a meeting that would have crippled the lesser man. You know, I will say, he really made it seem like people care about the Twin Towers. Absolutely. Yeah. Vin, the way Vince is selling this, you would think that the Twin Towers have been like a diabolical tag team for years. Right. That they're know? very established. Haven't they been around for like a couple months? Yeah, like, basically. They're, they're like nothing. <laughs> they're, they're pretty much nothing. Just, but They're just like a team of fat people. Vince is the Billy Mays of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's just yelling until you believe it. Yeah, they made, he made them out like they were like that washing shit that Billy Mays used to sell. <laughs> OxyClean! Yeah, OxyClean. Yeah, like they're, they're like the end all be all of tag teams. Yep. Also, Quinn, uh, tonight, DiBiase's fighting Hercules, if you care. What? <laughs> why didn't. Why? I don't know. Why not have like another title match? <laughs> like a right? different match, right? Yeah, something Ultimate better. Warrior or exactly. something. Like, we are live from the Bradley Center in Milwaukee. Brand new Bradley Center. Now, We're- is this Milton Bradley or like Bradley's the store? I don't know who Bradley is, actually. Yeah, who is Bradley? I don't know. Maybe you know. You can let us know, That's folks. Do, do, hashtag who is Bradley. <laughs> We are hosted by Vince McMahon and a clean shaven, which is very weird. Jesse Ventura. I'm assuming he did some movie. Yeah, because he has the facial hair again at WrestleMania 5. Yeah, so I, I'm guessing he has just come back from filming something. Probably. He's got his light up glasses, mm-hmm. which we noticed. Yeah, uh, you cannot see those light up glasses in the original VHS version. No, 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 no. Not, this is the no. network version. Yeah. So anyway, Jesse Ventura predicts that the Twin Towers are going to beat up the Mega Powers. Mm-hmm. And I, go, you know, that's not a bad prediction. Thing, especially the way Vince... Remember the most unstoppable thing that ever happened. Totally. Remember when they won all those tag titles, Joe? All of them. Yeah. yeah. Undefeated tag team all yeah. these years. Uh-huh. We go backstage with Mean Gene Okerlund, and he's with the Towers and Slick. And it's got to be Slick's like biggest like moment ever, the right? the best Slick ever got. Yeah. The highest he ever was, yeah. right? Main eventing. What a weird thing, right? Like this low tier, like Slick is like mid-level, middling yeah. man. Manager, like who and who's absent from the show entirely? There's no Bobby the Brain on this no. at all. Found even Jimmy Hart not on the show. Yeah, the C level manager right. is here. And I'm he's assuming there must event. have been another because this was live, right? There must yes. have been a, a B show somewhere. There must have been. I mean, we'll check out the card in a little while yeah. and see what else was on this card. You'll find that on history, the WWF.foot or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, .foot, actually. Yeah. And uh, we have nonstop dancing here by Akeem. And you said to me, Quinn, Bossman is very fat here. Whoa, he's big. <laughs> And this is not like an insult to big men. But no, no, like, no. Boss man He's huge. was much slimmer later on. Oh, like, yeah. Much slimmer. Like even his face is like too chubby. It's a big tubs here. You know, it's almost like they had to tell him like he looks unhealthy. 
uh, in all fairness yeah. to the boss man. He's very bad. And I'm happy that he, like, slimmed down later. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That probably, like, prolonged his career. We get two great lines from Slick. Chill out, Holmes. Chill out, Holmes! And elementary, my dear idiot. Elementary! Elementary, my near idiot! Yeah, Which that is, is pretty good. Very good line. I like that. Akeem says something dumb. I didn't catch it. And then Bossman reads his rights, you know, because Bossman's a cop. Even Remember? He's okay. Not. Remember he's a cop, Joe? Yeah. He's, he's like, a- you have the right to remain silent. He's like, a- what? Slick says something about he's the law of the land. It's like, no. He processes people <laughs> right. that the law has like prosecuted yes. successfully. They've already been convicted. Yes. They've already been arrested a long time ago. He just make sure they don't get out <laughs> right. of the jail. That's it. Jeez. Why was this so hard? It's ridiculous. He even has like the uniform of a corrections <laughs> officer, not a cop. He doesn't wear a cop hat to the ring. Jive Solbro hits. And we welcome the Twin Towers. Akeem has the yellow smock on, Quinn. You know, the yeah. trademark yellow smock. you had smock. said there's some other smocks. There's other smocks. But I swear there's only the yellow there's smock. There's other smocks. Akeem's action figure had the yellow smock. There are... Uh, no, he's blue. There's other smocks. No, the, the blue's under the smock. There's no smock in the Akeem action figure. He's just wearing the blue attire. I thought he has the smock on in the hat. No, he has the hat, but no smock. Are you he's sure? blue tights on, yes. Uh-huh. You said to me, Quinn, that Slick is looking very dapper tonight. He's always dapper. Dapper, Very but, you know, this is a big moment for the slick. Yep. I mean, it's not as dapper as, like, WrestleMania 3 with the no, bowler no, hat. No, no, like no, no, that. no. And the, like, Let's not get carried away he here. Had, like, he had, like, sock holders on. Like, he had, like, the most slickest the braces of or whatever, slick. yeah. yeah like, like he, he had suspenders and a cane. He is a doctor of style, yeah. Quinn. We get a Mega Power, and maybe a pimp. We get a Mega Powers recap. And you said to me, Quinn, I love what you said here. You said to me, they teamed up. Like, two times. Yeah. They're acting like this is, like, a very consistent tag team. They're not really. If you're tuning in and you don't know, because a lot of the people don't, yeah. they might think that Hulk Hogan always tag teams at Right, Like, right. this is a regular occurrence. Happened a couple of times. Yeah. Like, like literally. Three, two, <laughs> I don't know. And, of course, the, vi- the whole point of this recap is to make the point that the Mega Powers are friends, there's no dissension, everything is fine, don't worry. And you had a very good question to me about Elizabeth Yeah, Quinn. I was like, why did they act like Elizabeth ever did anything? <laughs> like, like manager wise. Yeah, like, except take her skirt off, right? Yeah, that was the one time, the secret weapon. Remember yeah, her, so her panties? Stupid. Well, it worked. It worked, you're right. You know, that would work in the 80s because the way they like ooh and ah over Miss mm, Elizabeth, true. like true. her showing off some leg that was, seems to be like a big weapon. I love how comic book that was at SummerSlam yeah. too. Like DiBiase was like, oh, and like Andre's like, no, yeah. like, it's like a oh, big, yeah, they're like, they're like <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they're getting hit by like a blast yeah. wave, like they're like a blast wave of like beauty, yeah. like no. <laughs> The uh, music under this video package, you've been hearing it. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like, so good. Like, it's ridiculous. We come back and Jesse says he's disgusted about that video package and there's tons he's of dissension. That, yeah, the footage was like altered so it'd make them look like they're friends. Well, to be fair, it was altered so it'd make them look like they were a tag team every day. <laughs> That's so. true. Let's go to Mean Gene with the Mega Powers. And, and I note to you right here, the first we see Elizabeth and the Mega Powers. Yeah. And Elizabeth, like, extra dainty looking yeah. like she has like doilies like all over her dress yeah like it's so obvious because if you know this show like what happens to her like mm-hmm. they're making her look like a if, waif you know like, like a damsel I, in distress you, like flicked her yep. like she would like turn to dust correct like she is so dainty yep. and like untouchable Delicate. Delicate and, little flower yeah and just like it's ridiculous you know what's weird though she is less concerned than usual she's all happy which, which i rare. think is weird and it bothers me because it's like okay really because the holster's here yep. she's gonna like 
You, where's the oh Randy? Oh Randy! I mean, we'll get plenty of that. This is like the most oh Randy she ever gets. But this is the oh Randy, you know, yeah, like, trademark. This right. is where this it comes is from. Where it comes from? <laughs> this is the source material of oh Randy. <laughs> the but source it is, code. It is curious that it, is it, a little it curious. starts off that she is not even like concerned. No, not at all. She's all happy. Yeah. Hogan goes on and on about love and the love that Macho Man has for Elizabeth, the love that I have for Elizabeth, so the that, love that we have for each other. Right. And when he says that, like. He, the love I have for Elizabeth, he says brother and sister after, but there's this brief pause and yeah. like Savage is like, what the fuck? Like yeah. he like makes like that face. Yeah. Like he's like, is this guy serious? Like, it's true. Like does. this is my girlfriend. Like what the hell are you talking about? Asshole. <laughs> then Savage is like, oh, the handcuffs broke Elizabeth's arm or something. What yeah. the hell is he talking about? Okay. So this is a thing that I always noticed back then. Like everyone that ever got handcuffed by the boss man. Yeah. They act like the, the handcuffs like have like razor blades in them or something. And like, well, kill you right like they're acting like elizabeth was out with like sore wrists or something for weeks out of action <laughs> yeah now to be fair she is all dainty so yeah. that what she has zero hp like obviously uh, handcuffs would hurt her a lot yeah the reason to be out of action with sore wrists is nothing to do with uh, handcuffs it's <laughs> the good thing about savage here is he does not make any none whatsoever unfortunate twin towers references at all no nothing that pain won't stop until the Twin Towers come crumbling down. <laughs> and Liz, of course, has the line of the show. Well, thank you, Main Jane. Yeah, he like, I, doesn't he ask her like a question and all she's like, well, thank you, Main Jane. Like, you know how she is. Yeah. Like always Southern thick accent. Bad at acting. Like how, like, I, I, she's just his wife. That's the only reason she's there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I, as much as I love Elizabeth, she's these not are like, good at anything, really. These are like the not. It's pretty. This is the exposing Elizabeth yeah. moments that I don't like. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I because I really do like her. I know. Speaking yeah. of something you don't like, the Mega Powers come out to Hogan's music, of course. You know, there is a champion with them, but you wouldn't know it. <laughs> who is that? <laughs> yeah, who's the champion? What is it, Miss Elizabeth? <laughs> you would think so. Yeah. Powers look great, of course. Akeem kind of just poses at them like he taunts them by posing. Right. Earl's the ref. Savage and Hogan have a discussion. Savage is campaigning to start the match. So they confer with Liz and Jesse Ventura flips out. Okay. Yeah, like what it and what do you think even Liz said? Like, oh, I don't know. Oh, Randy. And then like they just because they were there for like two seconds. Like, I don't know about the wrestling. That's like seriously what I imagine that conversation was. And honestly, if you're Hogan or Randy Savage and one's the current champion, one's a former champion and you're taking wrestling advice from Elizabeth, you're in a bad spot. Yeah. Savage does decide to start, but Big Bosom Man wants Hogan, so Savage tags out. Let's get Hogan in there. Hogan and Bus Man, incidentally, had a great feud throughout 89 that I really like. Yeah, it's okay. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hogan kills Boss Man to start, so Savage unnecessarily hugs Hogan. Yeah, like he's all like, <laughs> ah, this is the best. Yeah, like, Ooh, yeah, it's the best thing ever, brother. The hug, hug, hug. Oh, rare uh, impression from Quinn. Very yeah. good. Very nice, Quinn. Bossman takes control with a kick and a punch or two, but that's it. Hogan yeah. regains and Bossman bails. Savage just goes over and kicks him on the outside, which is funny. Kicks Bossman. Yeah, it just kicks and punches. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's like even happened. No. Uh, Akeem comes in and Hogan does not want to tag out, which is interesting to note. Right. Hogan's like, no, I'll handle Akeem, brother. Don't you worry. You have to pay attention to all these little things. There is this some because, subtle like, stuff. This is all storyline. Like, this is very storyline focused. Yes. All of this. All of it is. Savage finally gets in. We're about five minutes into the match here. 
Right. And he beats up Akeem for a minute, tags back out to Hogan. Hogan with a double axe handle from the, the second row. rare. Very even, rare. Even Jesse comments yeah. on that. He's like, what? what doing up there? Aerial <laughs> tactics or something. <laughs> but the towers regain control and boss man hits a pile driver on Hogan. Weird. Hogan recovers. They go back and forth for a while. Savage makes a scene on the outside, you know, like revving right. up the yeah. crowd, yep. st- kicking slick. And I'm sure Elizabeth <laughs> is like, Oh, Randy, oh, Randy, clap, clap. <laughs> sidewalk slap by the boss. Sidewalk slam by the boss. I got to redo that now. Sidewalk slick. <laughs> Three, two, one. Sidewalk slam by the boss man gets two. The towers double team Hogan, but it backfires and Savage tags in and cleans house. Flying body press to a teetering Akeem, which we love the teetering. Okay, this is funny because Akeem does the teeter for like a little too long. I and love it's it. like so unrealistic. Comic book. It's like he gets like poked and he's like teetering Whoa! like the whole time as Savage is like getting up to the yeah. top rope but <laughs> right. it like takes a bit so, yep. but he's like still teetering it's funny yeah comic book like we're saying they're on NBC yeah. appeal to the kids appeal like the adults are probably thinking this is really stupid but yeah. I like it right you know they don't think this it's, is serious it's fast paced to a certain point it's and there's, goofy there's no like long like rest holds it's just no. like punching and it's stuff just punching kicking goofiness yeah. running around having fun yeah Flying body press, finally, you know, he lands it. Bossman makes the save. Yep. Slick interferes as the heels take control. And by the way, Bossman's shirt is all fucked up. Yeah, the fatter he is, the more, like, fucked up his shirt is. That's just, like, <laughs> a thing I've always noticed about the Bossman. His shirt gets less screwed up the older he gets because he's true. slimmer. As That's he, like, have point. you ever noticed this? Yeah, you're right. Like, when he was big Bubba Rogers or whatever. Oh, my gosh. He was, like, really sloppy. The 80s yeah, Bubba? Not, yeah, not the one in WCW later. No, right? that one sunk really bad. Yeah. Anyway, Akeem tosses Savage right onto Liz. That moment there. Macho Man through the rope. Oh no! Oh my God, no! And one of the best bumps because it's just so iconic. This whole sequence from here on yeah. out, the way Savage lands on Liz, mm-hmm. it looked honestly to me like it yeah. would have hurt. And like I said, the visual of it. This is where actually the wardrobe thing with Liz is why I yeah. brought it up. Makes sense, right? Is because again, she looks so like helpless dainty dainty helpless yep. like man that big 250 pound guy just like landed, landed on her on, face landed on this like 90 pound little woman mm-hmm. like it, southern it, little bell yeah southern <laughs> bell girl and like is she dead like, <laughs> like i don't know right because they act like it they do hogan actually gets out there first and Savage isn't having it, but Hogan's tending to her. And Hogan is acting like she's dead while the towers are like comically killing Randy I Savage in this. the ring. Okay. Hogan's like, oh God, yeah. you know, like. Here's where it all begins, right? Fawning over Elizabeth. Savage is getting his ass kicked. He finally makes a comeback. Hogan's carrying in a great visual. Yeah. He's carrying Elizabeth with his arms outstretched. I will say, crying. Well, even though the cell by Elizabeth is goofy, how her head's like back. Like, like she's dead. <laughs> like she, Like she's literally dead or something. Yeah. It makes oh, the it awesome makes too. the um it makes the visual look better. Oh, Hogan's just carrying her like desperate, you know, yeah. getting her backstage. Now gets I her mean, onto a stretcher. This is where it gets like out of I have problems and I think it's unfair to Randy Savage, but And we'll discuss briefly after, but okay. as he's loading her onto a stretcher, this guy in the crowd yelling, You're a good man, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> You're a good man, Hulk Hogan. Jesse's defending Savage, saying you know, Hogan's so. abandoning his partner, he which he is. is, he is, but he's also trying to help this girl not die. Right. From his point of view. But okay, here here's a little weird perspective here. Go ahead, Quinn. Shouldn't he be like Randy, go take her to the back because it's his girlfriend? True. And if he's such a uh, good wrestler, right. he should have no problem dealing with these right. two. Right. I mean, he never loses anyway. Right. So it's like true. he should have like switched he should have 
you know, tapped Randy right. on the shoulder, be like, "Get a, go help her. Or fuck the match, and they both leave because right. it's a wrestling match, and they lose by count out. Who and cares? who cares? Yeah. Doesn't they all, have any they made their millions. They're both right. the champions. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. So we do go backstage, and Hogan is running with the EMTs. <sighs> He's so dramatic. He's like, somebody help us, Jesus! Yeah. You know, like, all dramatic. Calm First down. of all, there's, like, doctors there, too. Yeah, they like, know what they're doing. What is he doing? Why does he have to be there? Last I checked, it wasn't Dr. Hogan. Yeah. We go to a concrete medical room while Hogan's flipping out, like, oh, God! Oh, God! God. The doctor's all calm, by the way. The, the doctor's, doctor's like just, like, taking her it. pulse yeah. and stuff, like, he's <laughs> doing nothing. And then a line that really incenses Quinn is, he didn't mean it, Randy didn't mean it, Liz. Okay, this is this is where I can't side with Hogan. Why is he, like, twisting this around? Like, Randy, like, would have meant it to begin like, with? Wh- yeah, like, it was a question. He got thrown onto her. Right. It wasn't like he punched that her. That never, yeah, and, and she even saw it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, did she have amnesia after this? Like, oh, it's God. ridiculous. I know. It's no, but- a, the whole thing pisses me off because Hogan is, like, not only is he abandoning his partner he here, is. right? He is, technically. He's making Savage look bad to his girlfriend. He is. Like, like there's any question that it would have been on purpose. Yes. And he's acting like she's dead. And, like, later when she, like, comes to... Well, you'll see. We'll go mm-hmm. on. But, like, she even reacts like, yeah, you'll what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> why? Like, It's true. So we come back from commercial. Savage is dead. Yeah. We go backstage and Hogan is still being very dramatic. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that on the original network version, yes. there is a blooper, so to speak. The, where the NBC network Yeah, version. the original, sorry, NBC airing. Yeah. There's a blooper where Hogan, there's just a miscue, obviously, and Hogan right. doesn't know he's live. He's, yeah, he's trying to like... So he's like, oh God, oh God. Just yeah, so just, that it, when they come in, he's doing he, that. He's yeah. ramped up. But then he's like, give me the tizime, which is like a uh, carny speak for time. Yeah. You know, like, how are we on tizime? count me in. Yeah, he's like, I need to count down or something and i'm sure you've heard of that blooper but i just wanted to mention it yes we do know about it okay yeah. we didn't miss it okay yeah so anyway it's there. it's there liz is awake and she's like hey can you fucking help randy <laughs> yeah basically like she like he, she's like where's randy she the first question she, her eyes open literally the first thing she asks is where's randy he's in the ring he's in the ring and then she's like go go fucking help him like what are you doing here there's a doctor like get out of here and then he like an idiot he like runs like a puppy out yeah. like it's like yeah it's, it's like oh what wrestling and then just like go it's like let me go into wrestling mode now <laughs> so Kim's posing while hogan runs out makes a big scene yeah. he's like, oh god randy you can do it randy oh! all dramatic he's got to take all the glory like yep. fuck this guy like seriously <laughs> a very sweaty boss man in the mean in meantime here is punching savage while Jesse's blaming Elizabeth for all these problems. And then in an iconic moment, the towers try a double splash, but Akeem falls out of the <laughs> ring. Yes, he falls right through. <sighs> His like fat ass, like fats through like the middle <laughs> rope, falls right on his ass onto the like, thing over there. Fell on his ass. Yeah, he looks like an idiot. Like, how do you mess that up? I don't know. Apparently you can do an Irish whip though, from what I hear. Yeah, it's like it's like as bad as a wild rockin' robin or whoever the fuck that guy was from the other thing. IWCCW, yeah. too many letters, yes. Yeah, too many letters thing, yeah. <laughs> Hogan goes for the tag, but Savage slaps him. Good! And leaves, and that is the turn. Okay, I don't blame Savage here, Joe. Okay. He left him. He did abandon him. He fucking him left him. Under the guise not of King Karen Elizabeth, though. And he doesn't even know this yet, but what? not only that, he, like, bad-talked him. Kind of, yeah. And he's, like, all over her and stuff. He doesn't even, like, alert the knocked-out Savage. That's true. And there is video footage of Hogan touching 
Liz's butt. Yeah. From SummerSlam. He's too touchy. He did touch her butt. Yeah. So the announcers are bickering about the same thing that we are. Yeah. While the towers like bumble around stupidly as Savage is leaving. Right. And then Savage grabs his belt and he's like, I'm in the fuck out of here. You know, like, bye. this team. I'm done with this. So of course, Jesse's defending Savage. Vince is defending Hogan. Perfect. Hulk up and Hogan, of course, pins Akeem because like the boss man's like talking to Slick. Yeah, I don't know. No, because you know it's, why? It's real because though. Hulk can't lose. Yes. This is ridiculous. He's left by himself with like the best tag team in the universe, according to Vince at the beginning. Yep. And they're they could just sit on him and shit, and they just <laughs> don't. They just lose. Like because Hogan, how like God forbid Hulk Hogan loses. This is the one circumstance. A lot of times people like to rebook Hulk Hogan's career. Oh, he should have. The perfect should have won the ninety Rumble. Whatever. Like yeah, whatever. Yeah. Hogan's career is great as it is WWF, but he doesn't need to win this. This is the one time I would go back and I would say Hulk Hogan should have lost this tag match to two huge guys. Right. Because that way, at least Savage abandoning him has consequences. Right. Exactly. And that's the big word is consequences is he shouldn't be invincible without Randy Savage. Right. Because that makes Savage look like he's useless. Correct. Right? It builds a little more intrigue for their WrestleMania 5 match. Right. The way they portray it here is like, well, if Hulk could beat the Twin Towers by himself, he's going to kick Randy Savage's ass at WrestleMania. Like, it's not even a question. Who cares? And that's where I'll say Hogan should have lost this to just flagrant double teaming. Yeah. Slicks distracting the ref. like, double splashed him or something shitty like that. Like, just something. That would have been fine. Yeah. I still think Hogan should have won against Savage at WrestleMania 5. I know other people no, say I, Savage should have won, but Hogan no, should have won. No, I think Hogan should have won. It yeah. was time. It's what you do with the company. Right, exactly. <laughs> you have you Hogan win the belt. at WrestleMania. Yes. That's how it works. And he was still the face of the company. You right. needed Hogan to carry the company. Mm-hmm. But he should have lost this match here. That, I will say. So anyway, Hogan handcuffs Slick to the boss man, and then he gets the hell out of he there. He just, like, runs away. No he, posing. Yeah, because Elizabeth. Because Elizabeth yeah. and Savage is pissed at Savage. So meanwhile, backstage, Savage is yelling at Elizabeth. So this is where Savage is a jerk. Okay, but the yelling at this point is like sort of acceptable and understandable, right? He's saying somewhat, yes. He's saying things that are logical, like you guys, like you're putting you're me overshadowing in the backseat, right. and like I'm he's the jealous, champion, yes. and like, but he he's jealous in a weird, like justified way, yeah, I because know. like. He is the fucking champion. Like, he's not... This isn't a lie. That's true. And he won it. He won it. The thing is, is that Savage, you have to remember, this goes all the way back to 1985. When Savage debuted, the first fucking thing he did, he's like, fuck Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I'm gonna beat Hulk Hogan. (laughs) So, like, he still doesn't really like him this whole time. Yeah, this is all just because, like, he had conquered the (laughs) mountain. Like, he's at the top, so I guess I can team with Hulk Hogan He's still got unresolved issues with him. Right. That he he was never a good guy, really. Elizabeth knew this from day one. She was a jerk the beginning. What did she expect? That's right, Quinn. Like, what did she, she expect to happen? Plus, people have a history of turning on Hulk Hogan because he's an asshole. Right. Paul Arndorf. I mean, for almost like a year now, he's been acting like a total dick. Uh, who? Savage or Hogan? Hogan. Both, both of them, really. But, but Hogan more so. Hogan in like a big, dumb Doberman type of way where he yeah. doesn't mean to, but he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not... Savage has a very fragile psyche. Right. So, like, he doesn't respond well to this. The Randy Savage character thinks he's the best wrestler to ever exist. But Hulk Hogan thinks he's the best wrestler to ever exist. Right. So but it, in more than a, I'm a stupid idiot kind yeah, of Yeah, like, like, he's a big, so dumb idiot. There's other wrestlers? Yeah. Like, he doesn't mean to so yeah. much, but he's just like, Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, so they... I, I represent America, <laughs> which means I'm the best. Right. Like, like he, like, watched the Olympics a lot or something. <laughs> What are you talking about? Because, you know, like how they, they portray America in the Olympics. That's all I'm saying. As the best? 
Yeah, and especially in the 80s. Well, it's true. America, yeah. Xenophobia was running wild right, exactly. along with Hulkamania. So it makes sense that dumb Hogan would think, like, I'm the best because I hold the American flag and all this. Correct. Yeah. So while Hogan is storming backstage yelling, Savage is there yelling at Elizabeth, they finally have the iconic huge argument here where Savage accuses Hogan of being jealous, saying he's number one, and then he slaps Hogan, and Hogan's trying to keep his cool. He's like, all right, you're out of line. Yeah, it's like you're just mad. Don't look yep. like it's going to be okay. Hogan's not really being a jerk. He's yeah. trying to be calm. Right. Liz te- keeps trying to get them to stop. Like, come on now, now. Oh, you know, Randy yeah, from in the, the back. Like, literally, oh, from Randy. From the bed. Yeah, from the bed. <laughs> then, of course, the iconic line. <laughs> those eyes right there. Those eyes. Lost Elizabeth. You understand that? You got my face. I think that, that there's some truth to that in the storyline. Maybe. Because... Like you said, the hand on the butt. That did happen. The the like He's just too like huggy with her and touchy. All huggy. Even in the opening interview, he's like, I love Liz. <laughs> and then like, I love Liz. Dot dot dot. I love like Randy. A, like a bro no, yeah, like a yeah. bro like a brother and sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Savage nails him with the belt and beats the fuck out of him. He just Good. kicks Hogan's ass. Then Liz magically hops out of bed. Yeah, she's just fine. Like Bullshit. what is Okay, what is that? It, that almost makes you think, like, was she, like, inciting the she breakup? faking it? Yeah. Oh, I don't like that if she's playing possum Liz. Yeah. So she's putting her body across. I'm like, no, don't, don't hit him, Randy! Yeah, don't! So you know what Savage does? He throws her across the room. This is where he, like, crosses the line. Yes. Like, I cannot condone that. Um, And I think it's partially there on purpose so that, you know, like... We gotta it's make like, it clear who... It's very clear at this point now. It's like, okay, he is the heel. He laid... He laid hands on the dainty Elizabeth. Yes, like that that's, you don't do. Right, exactly. And he had never really done that, right? Right. Up to this point. He would, you know, take her by the arm. Yeah, but, but he never, would never like, throw her across throw her. a room. Yeah. So then one of my favorite parts here is as Hogan is getting the crap kicked out of him by Savage, and Savage rears up to like hit him with the belt, out of nowhere is Brutus Beefcake. Ugh. And he's like, What are you doing? And Such Savage a crony Joe. <laughs> Savage kicks the shit out of Beefcake. Yeah, too. he sucks. <laughs> Like, Savage, the way wrestling works, like, Beefcake is a big crony. Yeah. So Randy Savage is like, he's like, you know, level 60 or something in an RPG. Sure. Brutus Beefcake's like level two. And it's like, Randy Savage just like, like dinks him out of there. It's just get out of here. <laughs> then to continue the scene, Pat Patterson runs in yeah. with Nick Bockwinkle yeah, and, what? and some other guy that I didn't recognize. Yeah. And Savage beats up Patterson. Just like Bret Hart. It's yeah. like, I even yelled at the screen like, that's Hall of Famer Pat Patterson. <laughs> and Beefcake's yelling to get Savage out of here. So Savage just flips over the hospital bed before leaving. And Hogan's quote on the whole situation is, Oh, God. Yeah, the whole time. We come back to Hercules music. Who even cares? No one. Hercules has a special NBC blue tights for tonight. Great. Yeah, and a machine gun or something on his boots. Yeah, you what have the a hell big problem with that? that. This is the this match here, by the way, just to let you know, we're not going to really recap it. Bobby Heenan tried to sell. This is a horrible angle. It's tried terrible. to sell Hercules to Ted DiBiase to be his slave. Yes, literally. Yes, that's Meanwhile, a literal thing. Ted DiBiase already has like the slave angle with Virgil. Yeah, I don't understand. What, it's all bad. What, was Hercules? But I mean, even so, was Hercules supposed to like be more a muscle than Virgil? Was? I don't like, know. They're almost like the same kind of thing. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. build. I mean, yeah, build wise. Yeah. I know it's it's very bad. The announcers kind of ignore it because like Jesse's talking to Vince about how the mega powers have been having problems the whole time right. anyway we go back to hogan in the medical room while the doctor and beefcake of course are there attending to him right 
Gene doesn't want to talk to Hogan right now, though, because of his mental state. Mental state. Mental state. Well, we'll see later. I, he's in some sort of state. I don't know. I think Wisconsin. Yeah. DiBiase enters the no music with Virgil. It's the green suit edition, so I don't, you know it's uh, not. It's the you know it's the action figure nobody wanted. The green one. Yeah. The green one. The black suit's good. Yeah, I gotta say though, it must cost a lot to get like a custom green shiny suit. Only the million dollar man could do that. Well, everybody has a price, including a tailor, apparently. Yeah, the color of money. That's right. Joey Morella's the ref here is Quinn, like we said, has a big problem with a, a machine gun on Hercules boots. It's weird. I isn't he supposed to be like a, a Roman god or something? Yeah, like, Roman god, exactly. But he beats up both of them to start DiBiase and Virgil, including a big gorilla plus slam. This is not a match that matters, so DiBiase takes control while no one cares. Close on fist drop, yeah. double axe handle. DiBiase goes for a vertical suplex. Hercules reverses. DiBiase stays on offense, though. And you mentioned to me, Quinn, how generic of a name Hercules is. Yeah, I still hate it. It's it's just kind of like I'm Hercules, right? Like that, that everyone knows what that is, but it's somebody else, right? It's like it's like if you came out and you were like, "I'm Superman." That's my right. wrestling character. Like, <laughs> I'm Batman. Yeah, like, I got you know you. what I'm I mean. Spider Man. Like, yeah, which they like, tried actually. It's like you're like when you wrestle as a kid, yeah, and then like your younger friend would come. You'd think of like a cool name, and he'd be like, "I'm Batman." Right? Like, and it's like, what? No, I like that. that's not wrestling. Yeah, dumbass kid. Who is this kid yeah. anyway? And I'm going to talk to him. Yeah. So anyway, Hercules is the power slam, and he herks up. Like he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a, uh, yeah. you know, it's a really bad Hulk up. Yeah, it's terrible. And then uh, Virgil wraps a chain around the corner, and Herc slams DiBiase into it. So we're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, DiBiase's like, gonna DiBiase lose. Gonna lose. That that was this is surprising right here because DiBiase kicks out. Yeah, for two. So Herc rams him again. And then he hits his finisher, uh, one of his finishers, the torture rack, essentially. I forgot that that was even yeah. his finisher. <laughs> and uh, Morella's getting rid of the chain. And as Joey Morella's getting rid of the chain, Virgil trips Hercules. DiBiase wins with a roll-up while pulling the tights. That's funny. That's all it took after, like... After all that. After, like, the chain and everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this match sucked. It really did. It wasn't I don't good. know why it was there. Yeah, it was just there because they needed their air or something, I guess. While Hogan's, like, huffing and puffing yeah. in the other room. Virgil hustles DiBiase the hell out of there. And then we go to the medical room again where Beefcake has a shirt on again and Great. I say again because there's another blooper that I want to mention and it's not on the network version but there's a scene right while DBS or right while Savage is attacking Hogan you briefly see Beefcake come into this shot early and he's got like a yellow shirt on right and then he quickly leaves and I then think when I've he, seen that yeah before when he comes back he's got no shirt on but now he's got a yellow shirt on again Gene gets a word with Hulk Hogan Oh, God. Yeah, he's, like, acting like he has, like, a big migraine yeah. or something. Oh, God. God, he's all fixed. So. Oh, Randy! Oh. Hogan grunts a lot and mutters Randy or jealous or something, and then he, like, Frankensteins his way out of the room as we go to commercial. Yeah, what is this? So, at the end, he's just like, Randy, jealous, oh, Yeah, oh, yeah, oh. he literally turns into, like, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, like, the actual the, Hulk. He might, they might as well have painted him green. The Lufa like, Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> He might as well, like, tag team with Lou Ferrigno after this. Mouthful of crackers. Yeah. (laughs) So backstage, Hogan is going Hulk, and he's throwing shit around, you know, slamming doors, beating up Jim Neidhart, beating up Shawn Michaels, almost almost beating up Brett, but not quite. Weirdly, Shawn and Brett are, like, right next to each other. Uh, Like, what an odd coincidence. (laughs) And we end the show with Hogan kicking open a door. Yeah. That door would lead to his second world title. Thank right. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I want to give an uh, honorable mention. Uh, Marty Jannetty was actually the last yes. person to be seen. He <laughs> was there. Now, this was a very good experience. Not as good as the first main event, I would not, say. Quinn. Not even close. Not even like, close, right? Like, it doesn't even touch it. And I think a lot of it's also due to the fact that the there's, like, no undercard. Right. 
Like at least we got the savage right. uh, on the other one. Yeah, it's like the two pronged attack. This was an overcard. <laughs> yeah, this is like here's this thing. I time I, when they went to commercial after like the initial savage thing. Mm-hmm. That was like 38 minutes into the show. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty. Li- yeah. It was like the whole fucking That's thing. All about a forty-five yeah. or six or something. Yeah. Now this is what else happened on this card here in Milwaukee on February third, nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to you real quick here. We had Andre the Giant pinning Jake Roberts after choking him. Oh, was this him. during the whole, like, I'm afraid of slides? <laughs> yes. We, <laughs> we had Jacques and Raymond Rougeau defeating the Hart Foundation when the special ref, Brother Love, what? counted the pinfall on Brett. I wonder Tell if that was... about when you were the special ref there. Don't be down seen huh? I wonder if that was a Coliseum video at some point. It was, Quinn. Best of the WWF, Volume 20. Oh, really? Interesting. That, that sounds like such a Coliseum video match. Yep. Now, here's one that aired on Primetime. I'm going to tell you the match first, and then I'm going to give you the date when it aired on primetime, sure. okay? So the match was the Ultimate Warrior Intercontinental Champion pinning Greg Valentine. Fine. Yeah. This is February 3rd, right? You know 89. When it, yeah. Right? You know when it aired? June 1989. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they really didn't give a shit about no, that. No. They're like, here's a shout. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Then we have, from the February 20th, 1989 primetime, one of my favorite moments in yours, Quinn. We have a match with Demolition defeating the powers of oh. pain. But do you know what that is mainly notable for That's in our be lives? The axe, his eyes are closed. He can't open them. That moment. is exactly what that is with the ceremonial salt and all that stuff. Yeah. That's a ceremonial salt. The food you always carries. And then we also have this is interesting. Orrin Anderson and Tully Blanchard defeating the Rockers. That oh, happened on so that show. Were they debuting then? Was that like their no, new? They were there, but were they in '88? Were they there? Yeah, they were there because I only really associate them with '89. No, they were there in '88. Uh, Brutus Beefcake did wrestle on this. He fought perfect to a double DQ. I bet you he wore white tights. I bet you he did. Yeah, because that's what he's got on, right? Yeah. And Duggan pinned Dino Bravo like anyone gives a shit. A fucking Dino Bravo. <laughs> How the hell does this guy sneak on everything? <laughs> and then the main event happened. The the show that we watched. So those are actually the last two matches of, of the card. Right. Okay. Was the televised thing. Okay. So there was a huge undercard there. With Wow. a lot of talent that's yeah. why brett was there and sean was there and all right, those guys right. okay so overall that was good not as good as the first main event though not nowhere close but better than the one that would follow which was the hogan savage one in 90 mm-hmm. i'm sure we'll have to watch that and review that one yeah, one we day touch that up one we day. should do that that was the one three. where like buster, buster douglas. douglas was the ref yep yeah. so folks we hope you have been enjoying this season here season seven as we wind down we only have one more regular episode next week and then we'll have the finale in two weeks Mm. so until that time please continue to reach us by following us on twitter if you haven't yet you can tweet at us you can email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com please join the facebook group if you want to donate get some exclusive content you can do that at patreon.com slash ovp podcast and of course please leave us a review on itunes we would love that have a great rest of your day though have a great rest of your week and we will see you next week for episode number 69 see ya Somebody help us! Jesus! Come on! Doctor! Oh god, she's hurt bad. Be careful, please! Oh god! Oh no! Oh god! God, please, is she breathing? Elizabeth! Oh god! Oh man! Oh god, please save her! Oh please! Doc, is she okay? Do something for her, please. Oh, God, please. Elizabeth. Oh, God, she's breathing, Elizabeth, please. Oh, Randy didn't mean it. I swear he didn't. Oh, God, please. Oh, God, Elizabeth. Shut up!